0: ready
1: i'm ready the mood is set
0: the mood is set let's hit record i'll fucking fire this thing off
1: Alrighty, we're recording we're rolling
0: here to cry all right hello and welcome to the inaugural uh sean and brett hemming and hawing podcast we're still working on a name but uh we're gonna see where this thing takes us how you doing today
1: sean doing great brett as always as How about always. you, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so Can I good. Top that,
1: yeah. Can I top that?
0: Doing great as always. No, I don't live in fucking sunny Florida where it's sixty-five and sunny or better at all
1: times. Yeah, seventy uh, today actually. So get it right.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's no wind, just a, a, a lovely light breeze. Uh, no, we got a fresh coat of snow last night, but it's all gonna melt today. It's gonna be like forty-five, and beautiful. Uh, nice.
2: For
1: those
0: that don't know. I am in the Denver area, and Sean, what, you're in East Orlando?
1: Yeah, East Orlando on the Space Coast.
0: You got an address you want to drop?
1: <laughs> yeah. Not yet? In case any fan mail.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, we'll have to set up a separate uh, voicemail and inbox for anything coming in.
1: No, nah, we can just direct it right to you, your phone. Yes,
0: perfect, yes, please. <laughs> maybe to,
1: Maybe to Jeff's voicemail, because it's always uh, full.
0: I think he deserves it. He, and I think he would—he'd uh, love to contribute to the show uh, some way, some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. But as far as what this show is going to be about, honestly, it's just two guys who are best friends from college, uh, bullshitting about a wide variety of topics. Uh, I mean, it goes anywhere—pop culture, politics, science. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything off bounds in your world?
1: Not really. No, I don't think. Talk about relationships. Talk about what we're up to personally. I don't really For care. Sure. Yeah, talk about Again, it all.
0: It's not all going to be the, the cleanest, crispest commentary in the world, but who's really that interested in that anyways?
2: <laughs> not
1: too many. <laughs> yeah, I don't think many people are interested in much overproduced content anymore.
0: <laughs> no, believe it or not, you are not tuning into two experts discussing anything. These two <laughs> uh, mildly intelligent people with generally strong opinions that are willing to say most anything. So,
1: And a lot of the time, it's just about how you say it. Is what gives it the most credibility. It's really not about Dude, whether or not it's right.
0: That's the thing that's crazy. Like, people put their foot in their mouth so quickly just by not being careful with what they say. I mean, I'm a big time believer in uh, say what you mean and mean what you say, and using language to accurately reflect the meaning of your sentiments. Like, <laughs> I mean, use the words that mean what you want them to, you know? Um, uh-huh. And I think, I don't know, how how i assume you're not up to date on the bachelor world at all uh he's much too <laughs> much of a man for things of that uh of that nature but have you heard the chris harrison saga currently
1: no i am clueless as to what's going on in the bachelor world
0: yeah i'm, I'm gonna get us canceled early in this thing sean so just hang on
1: yeah, uh but and swing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bachelor situation uh so we're in the midst of the bachelor season with matt the bachelor he's one of like the, he might be the first black bachelor, but he's not the first like uh, black bachelorette or bachelor. Like,
2: sure, yeah.
0: I assume you understand the show, right? yeah, yeah. Like how it I works. Get it. Yeah, yeah, bachelorette is one girl, thirty guys. is one guy, thirty girls. Whatever. So I think he's the first black bachelor, but not the first black like main contestant or main person. It always makes me uncomfortable to, to describe these people as contestants because, <laughs> like you finding lifelong love, shouldn't be treated as a, game. As a contestant.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, like it's just kind of wrong to me. But I digress. So, one of the girls who's made it really far, I think we got to be close to hometown. So, I didn't watch last week's episode. Full disclosure, but uh, one of the girls who's made it thus far in the show, Rachel. Uh, Honestly, general like kind of fan favorite. Pretty cute. Like seems down to earth. Generally friendly. Um, but some pictures come out of her at an antebellum style themed sorority party.
2: Hmm.
0: So one I haven't even I haven't seen or looked for the pictures.
2: <laughs> I don't right. really care
0: that much. Um It's not the right thing to do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is this is fully allegedly so sloppy allegedly label on it. I thought I heard that she was dressed like a Native American,
1: um, which is very bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. No, you can't have that look anymore. You're immediately gone.
0: But the other day, uh, we were talking to our friend, Sam and I were talking to a friend, Charlie, and she said um, that she thought it was just like antebellum, like self, like high society dress. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, is it
0: the party you want to be at? Maybe not. uh, But also, worst thing in the world, no.
1: Right. A lot of Uh, people wear dumb stuff. At some point, yeah,
0: exactly, or like attend dumb things or dumb, right? Uh, so this this all came out and people were freaking out, like calling Rachel like a horrible racist, obviously. Um, and the first, so Chris Harrison went on to be interviewed by a previous Bachelorette, like of the actual Bachelorette show, not the Bachelor. So she, okay. I think she was the first Bachelorette. I don't have her name off the top of that my head. This is why we need to prepare for these things a little. <laughs> um, But, so Harrison went on her show and she started, like she, they started in the interview and, uh, he was saying, so, so he was trying to defend Rachel, like, you know, she's young, blah, 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 whatever. And the, the host was like, hostess, I don't know. Is hostess the acceptable term these days? Whatever. But so the the interviewer. There
2: you go. Gender neutral, please.
0: Exactly. Uh this woman was she said something like, like, Well, this is kind of offensive like regardless. Like it's just not a good look and Chris Harrison was like, Well, are you looking at it through the twenty twenty one lens or the twenty eighteen lens? But, and it was like, buddy <laughs> there is- there is simply not enough time between 2018 uh, and 2021 February of 2021 yeah. to be saying that you're looking at this through two completely different lenses.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. I hope yeah. things haven't changed that much where it's like uh, no very clearly in the <laughs> yeah. perspective we have here.
2: Yeah, like like
0: Chris, did you are you honestly trying to say that in 2018 antebellum south parties were more acceptable than Sim- they are now? Like, <laughs> Come on. But, like, I I generally agreed with him defending her because, I don't know, you're in a sorority when you're in college. Like, are you doing the right things? Not necessarily. Are you mildly pressured into it because, like, all your friends are doing it? It's the group that you're a part of, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, it's much more of a situation for me where it was just, like, where you should address it as saying, listen, that was – Two years ago, obviously, it's not that much time. I was in a very different stage in life. Like, still being in college is definitely very different than being two years removed, speaking from my own experience. Yeah, um, I <laughs> uh, And I got caught up in a group activity that I didn't think about. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I wouldn't do it again, but it is what it is. You know?
1: Yeah, I think that would be, like, a very reasonable thing to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously not going to be good enough for any for,
1: right? Any for the, kind
2: of, uh, but
1: yeah, right. There's definitely the group of people where, like, at that point, it doesn't matter what you say, or whether or not you're trying to behave better, no, yeah. or wouldn't actually ever do something again like that if you find it so offensive. But sure. yeah, it just and, like, doesn't even, matter. Even,
0: even saying like, like, I didn't even necessarily realize how offensive it was at the time. Yeah, like, I think I think the cop-out way right now is to say, like, in the way of 2020 summer and, like, BLM's done, blah, 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 like, I'm more aware of what I was then, which I think is bullshit, but, like, I think it would be a very media-eated-up situation if you decide to go that route.
1: Yeah, that would uh, probably be the easy way out, and I don't right? know, it's also, like, probably kind of true. Like, you do grow yeah. up a lot in your thinking between 20 and 22, just in general. For sure,
0: for sure, or like twenty one to twenty four,
1: you or know, whatever she is, yeah. Uh,
0: so I think, yeah, I, I think she's I think she's our age. So yeah, I guess that's okay. somewhat, somewhat important amount of context for any potential listener at some point in so time. We're both <laughs> twenty three, going on twenty four. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I I personally agree with him trying to defend her, uh, because I don't think that I don't think that's a situation which should ruin one's life, even though it is a bad look. I think it's something that you can generally say like, yeah, it was a mistake. I can move past that
1: situation. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, we definitely and, need to be more tolerant to allowing people to have mistakes and for sure. apologize for but, them and not treat it like... I don't know, it's like we're, we're actually just putting scarlet letters on people and... 100%. But, I thought we were past that. <laughs> oh,
0: buddy. History of, What is it? It's not... What's the quote? History doesn't repeat itself, but it looks awfully similar. Yeah, yeah
1: something like that.
0: Uh, but what I was when I was saying about what, where we started the story, talking about um, it's all about kind of like how you say things and your phrasing. Like Chris Harrison. Oh, and Chris Harrison is now stepping down from hosting the Bachelor and all Bachelor, Bachelorette related activities. Oh man. Yep.
3: <laughs> so he <laughs> has
0: promptly taken his golden goose and cut its neck off. Uh, so. <laughs> that's where I'm seeing like this issue is just like him phrasing and he decided in his head that he was gonna like be against cancel culture and then didn't have the approach (laughs) like he he decided what his position was gonna be and did not even consider the legs that he was gonna make this table stand
1: on. Right, yeah you think you spend a little while thinking about what you're gonna say in that kind of situation and having like an (laughs) argument you feel good about.
0: And like Dude, you need like note cards for this shit to make sure that you're saying like (laughs) the right stuff. You can like one slip of the tongue, one you botched this answer, and it's over. Yeah. For for a public persona, one slip of that, and it's over. But so, yeah, so Chris Harrison uh, put his foot in his mouth a little bit and uh, is now. Uh, at least temporarily suspended. I'd be I'd be stunned if they don't bring him back in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. Because I don't know. People can say people can say whatever they want about their uh, current level of outrage about Chris Harrison just saying something dumb. But and people are obviously calling him racist. Uh, of course. Even though, if you listen to the interview, nothing he said was racist. He's just kind of an idiot.
1: <laughs> but, I don't, it's just you know it makes it feel a little better about being mad at him. For
0: sure. Yes, exactly. If I can justify this by that person's a racist, then it's all better and we can treat people however we choose. Uh, But But what I was trying to say was I can't imagine that these people's uh, woes about the fake outrage of Chris Harrison being mildly offensive uh, are going to overpower their love for him as the Bachelor host. You know, yeah, so right. I think Probably. I think he's in about as good of a spot to not have a permanent issue with uh, saying something stupid. But for the time being, he, uh, I'm sure working on himself <laughs> as he the, takes a step back.
1: Right. My favorite image of this is like the people in charge of the show who aren't actually thinking about this as what's the right thing. They're just looking at, all right, what's going to bring us the most money? Do we keep the hosts because everyone loves him? or are we just going to alienate people then? Oh, where sure. are the dollar signs? Whereas everyone's, you know, probably foolish enough to believe that they care about getting rid of the bad guy.
0: Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's uh I don't understand how we give companies any amount of credit like like why do we give Nike credit for like all their stuff with Colin Kaepernick? Oh, I
1: don't I don't get it. It's so transparently Just about the money.
0: Absolutely. You think they fucking... You think Nike cares they piss off some rich white dude uh, with their, like, pro-kneeling stance? Uh No. You know who their audience is, who loves that and eats that shit up? Young people that are having an issue with, like, racial inequity in our society. That makes them want to buy Nikes. Yeah. But in the background, while Nike's doing all of this amazing stuff in the United States... They're on the Senate floor arguing about how um, we shouldn't support a bill to look into supply lines uh, in China because of <laughs> potential forced Uyghur labor issues.
1: Yep, that's how
0: they are. It just fucking blows my mind. I mean, it's the same thing, obviously, with the NBA. But like, how do how do credits? How do companies get any amount of credit for this fake bullshit social justice stance? It's so much posturing. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I don't know who's like actually eating it up. Like, yeah, is it just it's just too much energy to think about it a little bit and realize that they're just going for the bottom line? Or is it like actually just like a hopeful naivety that wants it to be true so badly that the companies really care about the right thing that you're yeah. willing to just put a blind eye to it?
0: I don't, I mean it's got to be some combination of it probably starts with like frustration of the current like issues and like system in air quotes. Um, So I think you start with a base level of frustration and um, issues with the current system and then you see many like politicians and people that seemingly doing nothing um, I mean and even actively trying to like, squash all the Kaepernick stuff.
1: Right. (laughs) Uh,
0: So you see people actively, like, working against this while you're already frustrated. And then you see someone that's big and powerful, like Nike, decide that they're going to take a stance. um, And and via that stance, uh, Colin Kaepernick got paid. um, They got to see a bunch of angry people burning Nike stuff which seems to probably reinforce that what Nike's doing is actually making a difference, you know?
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, and boy, did Colin Kaepernick get paid.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did okay. He did very... He, he he came out all right, I would have to say. But, yeah, I don't know. I would. That's what I would probably think is the situation for people that aren't trying to believe or aren't trying to look further into... Uh, Nike's motives and are just eating up the I don't know. Maybe maybe they do. Maybe they do think that. Uh Maybe they do think that it's all for the bottom line, but even though it helps their bottom line in general. Maybe maybe you could at is like a plus plus. Right. Like they get paid, but we also advance an issue, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the point of like starting a business, like you are supposed to sell a product that's good for the consumer and also good for you because you make money. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I think we're, it's probably giving the general public a massive, uh, benefit of the doubt saying that everyone's looking at the Nike situation as this is just a plus plus to, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: you know, and, and honestly, maybe I haven't given that viewpoint enough credit because I'm generally just pessimistic. Uh, 'Cause I think there is something to be said for her. yeah. Okay. Are they are they doing it out of the goodness of their heart? Obviously not. Could it potentially make a difference? Maybe, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'd really I'm pretty sure it's all just posturing and a certain side.
0: I'm definitely there with you. Especially after stuff like we were talking about, like the Uyghur forced labor stuff that got yeah. shot down in the Senate after passing, I think it was four hundred and six to three in the House. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get uh stalemated on the Senate floor by companies like, and also allegedly because I don't know, I don't think I can slander Coca Cola, so Coca Cola come fucking sue me. I guess I don't have shit. Um, so I think it was like Coca Cola, <laughs> Apple, and Nike that were like the massive players in getting it shot down on the Senate floor.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, I think it's it's a nice thing until it starts severely impacting your business or on the consumer side it's nice to care about it until you really need your iphone or you really just like at some point you have to realize if you like if you want this company and to still sell things you kind of just have to turn a blind eye to it
0: for sure for sure no yeah you've got to. you've definitely got to be willing to say like hey Like, it's the cost of doing business. Which, like, really and they And they sucks. look like they're doing nice things in America. Yeah. But, I don't know. Like, that kind of hypocrisy is always going to be found. Like I mean, the NBA is probably the biggest example of it in popular American culture. Because mm-hmm. it is so insanely blatant.
1: Yeah, that one's so blatant <laughs> that you just have to assume that no one cares. Or, like, there's really a mindfuck going on where... The people have somehow convinced themselves that the NBA is trying, at, at you know, in the areas that they're allowed to.
2: Or I yeah. Don't know, like, like,
0: I mean, and that's that's all well and good. Like, if if the NBA makes a difference in the United States, that's awesome. And I'm not trying to come off high and mighty here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, I just uh, would rather not have. Well, I, I'm not going to say would rather not have whatever exchange they make in America.
2: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I would rather uh, we just have a blatant, open conversation about how uh, you guys clearly don't give a fuck about anything that happens in China, um, and you try and like distract from it by doing quote-unquote good in America.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I mean, it's insanity. It's actually insane. And I I honestly think, I think the NBA and its players, well, its players especially, would be done a massive service, especially generally outspoken players um, like LeBron or Kyrie or whatever, or I don't know, Dane, people like that. Like, yeah. They'd probably be done a massive service, or at least in my eyes, they'd be given a ton of credit if the NBA actually said what happens in China is fucked up. Like if they said, just came out and said, like, yeah, the whole Uyghur situation is an issue and we don't agree with what's going on here, like we actually we're taking a physical stance against it. Uh-huh. then anything that a person like LeBron James says, uh, says about any like social justice issue would be given a lot more
1: credit. Because Yeah, you know, I I think I mean that's that is a business decision that they'd be making to limit their audience. By, like they'd be cutting their audience in half p- perhaps if China just shuts them their viewership down
0: for sure
1: and like most companies simply refuse to not continue to grow like that's yeah. just not in their business model their business model is not alright we're going to get this big and serve this section of the market and that's good and we're going to stand for these things it's we're never retreating we're never getting smaller we're always getting bigger and yeah that's the cost of doing business.
0: Never surrender. Yeah. And, but it's just, it's just interesting because I'm, I don't know if LeBron, like a guy like LeBron, who I guess, well, one, first off, ton of personal bias. I just don't like him (laughs) Uh, in general. Uh, He's obviously one of the most, if not the most talented basketball player of all time. Like, Obviously, obviously that's yep. all well and good. Yep. And I love watching exciting basketball as much as the next guy. But, uh, I generally find him annoying on the court <laughs> and I find him even more so annoying off the court. Uh, but, and maybe he's not, a, I don't know, honestly, maybe he's not intelligent or thoughtful enough for this take. Uh, that's a wild, uh, tooting of my own horn, I guess, but also maybe it's not, he just doesn't have time to think about it. Yeah. So I I think he would be so much better served in all of his causes and because he is actually in a position he's he's literally in a position to change how the NBA approaches things if he wants to.
2: Yeah, he can, or at least he can make a really can strong
0: try. For yeah. sure. And in but, but like I mean he's generally such a loved person across the sport that one fans would be with him, two players would be with him, and yeah. after that the money's with it. Right. So I think that he, he's in such a position that he can make his other positions stronger, but he just doesn't do it because he can make his stances on social justice so much stronger and more believable if he was to say like, hey, NBA, like there's some terrible things going on in China. Like I understand I will make less money by coming out against China, but maybe that will make an actual difference as far as our support of that goes. And it will give me more credit when I'm talking about social justice issues in the United States.
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting move. I mean, certainly would be, it's kind of take, like definitely taking responsibility on his his end in a way that could make big changes as to like US-China relations and... For
0: sure. At least in like general population views on China. Yeah like if he if he really wants to make that big of a difference like honestly in like american race equity issues there are not names that are like that there's not one person i can think of that can make that big of a swing as far as that goes but that man can literally change the nba's relationship with china in one press conference and then he can like and through that He's got the power to change young America's perspective on China through one press conference. And maybe it's not worth it to him. Like, like, just doing a strict pros and cons, like maybe the money that he gets from that is not worth the small percentage boost in credibility he'd get from people like me in the United States, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I find it hard <laughs> to believe that money is still motivating him. I'd find that pretty disappointing if he doesn't think he has enough money. It could be maybe (laughs) like personal as well. Like he just doesn't want to put his neck out and potentially really complicate his personal life, which is kind of a shame, but it's not, you know, he's as cliched as it is. He's like, if he wants to just be there to play basketball, he can just be there to play basketball.
0: But he's chosen not to.
1: Yeah, but he gets to choose where he goes with it, of course. But I agree with you that. There's clearly a big opportunity and it does say something to not take the opportunity to, if you really believe in it, to do everything in your power to try to promote what's most aligned with LeBron's views on social justice or claims, (laughs) claims, you know, depending if they are how he really feels or if, again, it's just sort of a brand move.
2: Yeah
0: and you can like I, it's just it's just interesting cuz he he can literally be that voice of change in that in that sector that he kind of can be but really can't be in the american front like the american front is so much bigger and more divided it like even though the nba is obviously huge he can make that change in that massive organization because it is just one single sector and he is the king he is King James of this world? Yeah. So he could he could do so much good if if he thought about it or if he chose to. If he if he has thought about it and hasn't done it, then I respect him so much less than I ever thought I could. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's hard to know what the impact would be. Like it's very possible that China would just say, "Screw you, NBA." Then you can't have. We, we don't have the NBA in China anymore and they just carry on persecuting Muslims.
0: For sure. For sure. But th- I think, like, even if that does happen, the impact would still be, one, money-wise, no NBA dollars in China. Cool. Beautiful. Two, his press conference would be the talk of Twitter, would be shaping what young men of this country feel about China, uh-huh. Like would be all over all of American TV. Would be all over the world. Anywhere oh, yeah, where basketball definitely. is played, that would be said. Yeah. So it's like I th- I don't know. Like I like I think the impact is honestly almost infinite. Cuz he's a cultural icon.
1: Yeah, definitely could be. I I agree like the impact on like young people as a role model, would probably be the biggest one. Like it's definitely would be impressive to see him step up that way. I don't know how people really view him. Like if a lot of people view him as a role model or look to him for things, I don't know. But it would definitely be interesting to take that stand and try to, I don't know, have some real balls behind your opinion and stand for it for the sake of standing for it yeah, not, like give you know, your, give it's yourself the
0: right thing. some credence, have some teeth with what you say, and like do do the right thing. But I don't know, like it's it's obviously wildly. I don't know. It's a situation where it's not something that I'll ever experience, um, and I have no like I can't hardly wrap my mind around all the things involved, like of your public image when you're that big. You're the money that's involved when you are that big, but coming from just a 23 year old guy in Denver, it seems like it's the best thing that he can do with his platform, and then he will actually make me believe that he cares about the rest, of the rest of his uh, social justice issues.
1: Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's in his contract. Maybe he's not allowed to talk about it.
0: If you think, yeah, if he's not bigger than that contract by now, then that's fucking insane.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're gonna fine him for all the money he has.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I it's just it's just always a frustrating thing for me in the NBA. Like I want to believe you and, and have faith in you people, like with your American social justice talks, but if you're just gonna take money from China and avoid that conversation, then I don't respect you.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's the same as the other companies we were talking about before too and I mean that's been like the whole history of the textile industry is just like moving clothing factories from poor to poor to poor country. country Yeah, Yeah. we started in like South
0: Central America and now we're just exploiting Asia
1: just leapfrogging through Asia to every next cheapest company or country and like I don't know it's just so invisible to people somehow that like, the sourcing, like, where do you think this is coming from? Like, obviously, sure. if you're buying clothes as cheap, it's coming from super cheap labor.
0: Yeah, there's a reason that uh, these things don't cost very much money. And everyone along the way <laughs> marks up 50%. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, like, if there's one thing, like, actually seeing the numbers behind, like, retail stuff, uh like through my through the various small businesses that I'm involved with, everybody eats some way, shape, or form, and everybody the the twelve steps that that shirt went through to get to your hand has been marked up fifty percent twelve times,
1: which right? is a lot. It's you're basically <laughs> left with pennies. Yes. End of it, yeah. I, I
0: everything in this life must be made for pennies because it doesn't make sense any other way.
1: Yeah. And so, what sucks is there's really no I don't know there's no way to get around that if you want things no
0: and and I'm all pro capitalism all pro free market stuff but I don't know it's <laughs> it's it's definitely a, an interesting I guess moral conundrum to a certain extent if you want if you if you let it be in your life it can it can consume your thoughts
1: yeah no it definitely can. And I don't know. I've been like, sometimes it's just like I've started to struggle with stupid. Well, it feels stupid at the time, but it's just like I don't know. Sometimes you're just struck with the thought of like, should I start really doing research on everything I'm buying and consuming? For sure. Like, do I have time for that? Is that just yeah, wasting? It, is my it own even time? like yeah? Is it reasonable
0: yeah. at all? Like, yeah. Trying to trying to allocate your life into like where you could do the most good is noble but perhaps foolish
1: yeah and what sucks too is that as horrible as it sounds that's kind of just what those countries have to go through like there's kind of not a way around having it rise from shit like most all countries have started at a place that we would in america currently find just disgusting unlivable for sure and
0: well, yeah, I mean, think about think, yeah, I mean, even the rise of the United States.
1: Yeah, for ninety nine percent of the population, like, you're dealing with <coughs>
0: despicable working conditions, yeah. like, yeah, tiny, horrible living
1: situation. situations, like making pennies to try maybe not eating to eat. most days, yeah. yeah, and then like, there's not really a way to just you know shoot up to first world country with all the bells and whistles. You kind of have and to perhaps, go through the process. Like, I don't
0: know. There's, there's, I think there's something probably to be said for um, being able to develop like within your own country. Like the United States more or less made goods. Well, obviously we've always been like part of the global world. Like our foundation is made to pay England, you know? Yeah. Um, So obviously there's always been some amount of global trade. uh, But it helps that once the United States is its, is its own entity, so much of the United States stuff is done within the United States borders. Like, a lot of the manufacturing is done in the United States, or was done at the time for the United States, keeping it within the United States, improving the United States, and then within that boundary, like, the consumers and the producers are all seeing, like, the horrific things that Uh happen within the United States. So you end up with like labor movements and things like that. Right. Like there's versus the consumers for us right now. Like if you're not trying to think about it, like you don't think about where your shirt came from or like which, which little kid had to work their little fingers to the bone to, to make your $15 t-shirt. Right. So I don't know. There might be, there might be something to be said for like, being able to rise through the through like those systems to a first world country um, before a much more like global market
1: developed right starts so preying on you <coughs> and exploiting yes. your labor force but I mean it's the classic like globalization arguments of like also when people come in to exploit you they bring a lot of goods with them that you really do need and a lot of yeah. countries that are on the come up now have super accelerated timelines Oh, for and sure. Aren't spending hundreds and hundreds of years in, like, I mean, yeah, this,
0: literally, literally look at China in the 19th yeah, century in right. the 20th century.
1: And even, I mean, all throughout Asia, basically. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's a thing that that's a conversation that I'm certainly not educated enough to have, but it's a, it's an intricate, it's an interesting thing. Uh, to consider like the impacts of all those of all these factors mm-hmm. and then honestly like I don't know like like what is there to change or to make better slash is it all just part of the process you know
1: yeah right what what kind of government regulation would you have to pass and maybe that inadvertently completely throws off the entire global economy and actually ends up being a lot worse off for those uh, countries Who yeah. knows?
0: And is there, yeah, and that's and that's a fair question, I think. Like, so think about it from the American consumer perspective. Is there is there something to be said that we should be doing as consumers like to be saying, like, yeah, like I don't, I'm not comfortable with forced labor in China. Like, I'm not going to buy these American products that are made in China. Uh and that's like my own little protest. But like you were saying, like the unintended consequences of our actions,
2: yeah,
1: are, are often... forever
0: something that we'll never be aware of.
1: Right? Like you, you'd never be able to measure them, basically, because you're tracking down like dozens of variables. Yeah. And yeah, it's I, it's quite the moral conundrum that is best solved by just ignoring it. It seems
0: <laughs> ignorance is bliss, baby. <laughs> that is uh, rule number one. Uh, But it is, yeah. It's definitely an interesting conversation to think about, like what is the greatest impact you can have that will have the best net good.
1: Yeah, and that's I, I think about that quite a bit. There's a, I mean, there's a movement that's exactly that called effective altruism. That like there's actually like a couple or at least one website which is a like a nonprofit or organization that tries to study that exact question and run an analysis of what are the most impactful things you can do and how can you best spend your time and sure it certainly comes up with some interesting answers and it's hard to say whether or not they're right.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's a billion things like, uh, (laughs) like how accurate can your analysis be? Then also just like, um, I don't know, is that even if it is, even if, that spits you out the perfect formula for what you can do to improve the good in society. Like, is that your responsibility and your life is your life to do with it what you please? Right. And is that any kind of life to live?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you kind of just end up at more questions where, some people feel very strongly that one answer is the case and other people are like, now, wait a second and
0: no, it's, but if it's they do And if you don't coalesce with that person, if your ideas aren't perfectly simpatico, yeah. uh, then one of you is ignorant and a bigot and probably a racist. Uh-huh. But, and
1: the other will wield their weapons of power against you as best they can.
0: Exactly. And I will slay you with my mighty sword of uh, going through your old tweets and yeah them, your employer.
1: <laughs> yes. That would be a very mature way to handle it. I think
0: it's the it's uh, the only way to handle it actually.
1: But yeah, when do we have the backlash on those people? Like, when do we realize have enough of, of traction of how despicable the people are who are like being that petty and that's I all they care you know, about?
0: There's such an insane moral deficiency <laughs> with people right now. It's I don't like I, it's almost incomprehensible. Like the moral deficit that we generally have when dealing with other people. Like there is no one could be any less interested in like compassion. Yeah. And <laughs> treating others like with an ounce of the benefit of the doubt. It's crazy town.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that's <laughs> if we're seeing it more or if it's actually a, a change, if it's always been there in the background. But it probably is new because we're just having so many more interactions with people and much yeah, different I mean, interactions. Yeah, your,
0: your web is so much wider yeah. and more easily accessed by right. it's really hard to anyone be, and everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's hard to be such a amoral asshole to the person living in your town or somebody you see with frequency. But it's really easy to, in the brief two minutes of an interaction with someone.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of incredible. I mean, obviously, you're not as involved in the social media world as I am. Uh, but it's pretty incredible to watch people, like, just murder people online or try to only to have the receipts pulled on them <laughs> and to be shown that, like, no, you say horribly shitty things or you did say horribly shitty things on the internet as well. So the tweet that you're pulling from 2015 from that guy... Uh, is actually not as bad as the receipt that you, that I've got from 2016 of you.
1: Yeah, so, which is just such a wild game to be playing.
0: It's absolutely insane. Like, one, I <laughs> mean, they've been saying it forever. If you're going to come, you better come correct. But, like, <laughs> this is that to the next level. Like, you're going to try and destroy someone's life and then expect forgiveness for you. Like, you're going to do the, you're going to try and destroy their life for what you found in their tweets, but then you're going to expect them to be kind and compassionate to you and your tweets. Yeah, it's it's crazy town.
1: Yeah, I it just, is. There's not a lot of self reflection and self awareness going on.
0: And I think, and like, I think so much of it is based in people like, and they're just absolute belief that they're on the right side now. The other person is on. So like, I'm on the right. I am right, you're on the left, we did the same thing, but because you're where you are now, I'm better than you, and I'm gonna destroy you for it. Yeah. Like,
1: I just don't understand why... Like, is this some daily fight these people think they're having? Like, why are they so obsessed with spending this time doing these activities? Like, do they never stop and look at their lives and say... I'm spending hours a day doing this. Yeah. And like everyone else, a lot of other people feed right into it too, because it's, I mean, it's a, you know, only a few percent of people who make most of the content, but clearly the rest of people consuming the content must either, you know, be okay with it, or maybe it's just secretly a few percent of users who are just the jerks all fighting with each other and everyone else is, found a way to filter through and only get the content they are interested in I I don't know I
0: would I would generally like to give people more or less benefit of doubt in the sense of like I hope that they're all not just bad people
2: like, Yeah, I would for like sure to not.
0: expect that you're not just like malicious pieces of shit
1: Yeah there's definitely <laughs> like, something to be said for like you're in an environment that often brings out the worst in you
0: It it rewards terrible behavior yeah. for sure Which, you know,
1: should you really engage there is maybe a question. But is it also too late? Probably. Probably.
0: And I think, I don't know, I'm I'm sure sure a study like this has been done. I've obviously never looked into it. But I could be easily convinced if someone just told me, like, I wouldn't even consider verifying it because I would believe it, uh, that if you, like, hook someone's brain up when their tweet goes viral... I bet you light up the same stuff as when you're doing like cocaine.
2: Oh
1: yeah, or, you know or I mean? something at or something different, but just yeah. as There's good.
0: Like the reward system of your body is being fired off.
1: Yeah, it's like, like the. I think it's the social. It's like the you're winning socially. It's like you in your group of forty other primates, and you have just made this huge win yeah. within the you know your social group, and now you're going to get. The best mate selection for you. I'm sure it's like that part of your brain where you're like, "Wow!"
2: Now like, everyone can see I'm this great power, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: because like you've got because eighty thousand people liked your tweet, right? I mean, I don't know my my most quote unquote viral tweet was like five hundred and fifty likes, something like that. Killing it, and buddy, boy, did I feel like I was in the political commentary round. <laughs> like people understand me. I'm making great points. Like like this shit's it's terrible for you.
1: Yeah. And you're it
0: making is no bona fide terrible for you.
1: Right. It's and it's like it's really not making progress. Like it's so no. much effort spent on the day-to-day minutiae and this isn't how people learn. This isn't how you actually make social progress. You're not going at length on topics just repeating the same patterns over and over again every day that just doesn't get you anywhere no not even a little bit
0: but i don't but know. it's yeah. clearly
1: very enjoyable
0: oh for sure it's a it's a wildly pleasant feeling like and i've had and i've had like <laughs> like for the tony montana of the world i've had like his crumbs you know what i mean like, <laughs> i've had the lightest experience of this drug and like yeah it does feel good yeah it's fun like it's very rewarding feeling even though, like, as a thinking person, I know that it's generally meaningless. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, I'm not confused about the impact of my tweet, but it it doesn't change the fact that those feelings are real and visceral. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's obviously really good to be self-aware of what those feelings are and how they are basically controlling your body and your actions. Yeah. They, least
0: they definitely have an impact. Yeah. And like, it's not a system that rewards accuracy and research and hard work. It's a system that rewards like hot takes uh-huh. being the first person to say something.
1: playing on, Yeah.
0: Playing on the biases and anger of your various audiences. Like it's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah. I think, I really think it's, like, just a new form of entertainment that is just, you know, even more addictive, even more rewarding, and even more it's, destructive. It's got this very clever guise of being for something bigger and deeper, which is, just amplifies the reward systems involved.
0: Yeah, and I, and people genuinely buy into that as the idea that they're, like, improving society.
1: You must. I was, I was literally thinking about this the other day, like, the word social media, like, what does that mean? And what is this all for originally? And like, what are people actually using it for? And like, I'm not sure, like, it's sort of maybe supposed to be for like meeting and connecting with people. But I don't think many people actually use it that way, except for like maybe a minority of people who don't have a reason to meet people in person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah, that like that'd be such an interesting question, but like, it's way too late.
1: It's way to too ask. late, right?
0: Like, it's way too late to ask like Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter. Like, like what what did you have in mind in like what was it like 2006 or some shit like that? Like, I have no idea what your Twitter came out, but yeah, 2006. Um, but like, yeah, like guys that invented Twitter. Oh, sorry, it looks like. Uh, William Stone and Noah Glass spun off into Twitter with Dorsey. Hmm. So, sorry, Evan Williams, Biz Stone, and Noah Glass. You get no credit in this world. That sucks. (laughs) But also, I don't know if you do want the credit.
1: I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Strike the name.
0: Amen. Uh, But, like, what was your... It'd be great to have, like, videos in 2007. Like, yo, guys, like, what's your intent with
2: this?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Like, what is your hope for where this thing goes?
1: I think they meant well. Like, I think Jack Dorsey actually... Is like one of the tech people who really means well and is on some sort of crusade without necessarily caring to self reflect or wonder. Yeah, I is don't this think he right does thing many do? things
0: correctly in that regard. But yeah. like, he does. I yeah, I I don't think that he does maliciously like for money.
1: Yeah. Whereas like Facebook's clearly just for money. Like there's oh, yeah. no. The Zuck
0: was not playing with them. Like, it's over. There's
1: no more veil.
0: No, yeah. Like, your data just being bought and sold left and right
1: is... And them just buying up as much as they can anytime a competitor and any nearby space shows up. They either replicate it or buy it or bully you yeah. until yeah. you sell or whatever.
0: For sure. No, yeah. There's, there's definitely no question regarding um, Facebook's yeah. intentions at least now. Uh, but and like Jack Dorsey you could have the best intent in the world but like it just i mean it's brought out of control
1: yeah how do we how how are these guys feet and gals whoever else is involved how are their feet not to the wow, fire right now like that's i
0: mean where? Let's, let's get some inherent sexism from Sean I think <laughs> women Sorry, can't then. find so can't found social media uh oh,
1: i'm proven wrong immediately because i believe they have
0: i was about to i'm going to say it right now but i didn't say it so i think I think that's got to show my better judgment in this situation. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But I was going to joke that like, I almost guarantee Instagram was founded by a woman. (laughs) 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 So yes, mild sexist joke aside, forgive me all who may listen, the one of you. uh, But so moving on.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was just saying, yeah. (laughs) Like what, how has the mob not come for them? Like are people not seeing these products? as mostly bad i don't think so
0: yeah i definitely don't think so it's interesting as a question but like i don't yeah and is
1: that i don't know because like you said like i don't use them much but like facebook like actually disgusts me like i just don't want to be anywhere near that app like it's (laughs) like it's actively a (coughs) horrible product that really just makes me throw my hands up and go like what what is this thing? And I don't know, like maybe people are just so sucked into it and like actually something about them enjoys using it so much or just can't see their life without it. I don't know.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. And it's, I guess Facebook especially is so damn malicious in the sense of like, it's all hidden under this idea of connectivity. Like, so you can talk to your great aunt Like it's so hidden behind this veil of like, yeah, like keep your memories forever. Like get in touch with your loved ones, like long lost friends. You can still be close. That it's all so like positive and nice. And then what they do with your information is terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And all the while Facebook's like actually responsible for genocides around the world so that's cool
0: i i am unaware of that i don't know if we've got to slap an allegedly tag on that but
1: <laughs> okay definitely allegedly but i'm pretty confident <laughs> i'm just repeating you know things i may have heard amen amen,
0: amen throw the person who said it the first time under yeah, the yeah, bus. Yeah. that makes it not your
1: fault go look them up
0: amen amen go find go cancel the other guy
1: um no, yeah they definitely because like their their platforms even more toxic in some other countries like they have like deals with phone companies and stuff where it's just like auto loaded onto phones and like entire, I believe in some places the entire use of the phone is tied around a Facebook account, and then the countries in charge can just say, "Hey, Facebook, if you want to operate in our country, you got to give us some lever's pull here." And now they can basically use the data however they would like. And guess what? It tells you all about the person, and you can start persecuting whichever group of people you want to
0: yeah that's fucking crazy yeah like that's that's,
1: creepy
2: yep
0: yep that's that's bad news bears uh to say the least (laughs) uh but yeah i don't know and how much how much money would it take for you to be like a jack dorsey or a mark zuckerberg like how much how much money would you have to make more than your other co-founders like we were talking about with twitter uh, Evan Williams, Biz Stone, which is a terrible name, uh, and Noah Glass. How much yeah. extra money do you have to have more than them to be the face of this entity? Like you're being called before Congress.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's just positional within the company. Oh, for you, sure. Yeah, but, like, just CEO, but like if you think so... about,
0: so yeah, so Jack's the CEO now. Yeah, but and he's been the CEO for like six years, but. He's got thirteen billion versus Evan Williams has two point six billion. Hmm. So like that is not enough difference in money. Because once I get to billions, like I don't really fucking know right. how many it doesn't
1: matter. you like, have. <laughs> once you're at like more than millions, like if you're in the tens of millions, I don't I don't really see how that is yeah. gonna make a difference here unless and, you yeah, are trying to start just... a space company or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's just that. Lack of difference is just exacerbated. Obviously, once you get to B letters in front of your numbers, uh, <laughs> but it can't be about the money. Like, it's got to be about like he thinks he can make some kind of change. Like, it can't be because no one could look at thirteen billion dollars and say like, "Well, eleven more, well, ten and a half more billion than the next guy is worth." My ass being on the front page, going before Congress, dealing with all this bullshit constantly.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely has to be a bit of a crusade or maybe i don't know there is like a lot of other psychology that starts kicking into play when you start getting that kind of money and that kind of power
0: yeah and that kind of influence for sure yeah and that's and that's where i'd probably say zuck is well he's he's just a robot who like probably thinks he can optimize something with selling data to this this and this person and whatever like i don't think i
1: i don't know man i don't know i i'm i've heard Quite a few people talk a lot of shit about how bad of a person he is, so I don't have the best feeling around him.
0: That's interesting, because yeah, like I don't any time I've ever watched him or like seen. Let me put on my psychology cap for a second. Yeah, here you go. Uh, Yeah, let me let let me evaluate, sir. Yeah, exactly. All seven of them from the most prestigious universities you can imagine. Um, But like that guy, I don't think he has emotions. <laughs> I see. I think he's a literal sociopath.
1: I think it's definitely possible that he is far out of, far away from the average in some of those capacities. I mean, yeah, clearly, like, like when for we every start, the point of Facebook, for every oh, carry on, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm seeing like the the starting story of Facebook is for ranking girls at college yeah. because you can't. Go talk to them. Literally, yeah, and you and, can't get a girl. Like, how is he can't? not canceled for this? Can we just cancel him already? Like, I, I mean, honestly, as
0: far as I'm concerned, let's cancel Mark Zuckerberg right. Yeah, like he's canceled. Just
1: that's he you class. heard it here
0: first. Hemming and Hing or whatever our name in we, the future may be. Yeah. Our first cancellation is Mark
1: Zuckerberg. You canceled your <laughs> for, <done. all, laughs> for all for all the shit we're gonna talk about how horrible canceling is. We're right along oh, with it,
0: but we're but don't worry, Sean. We're but better we're than we're right we're people. smarter than the people that do the rest exactly. of the canceling. So we know who to cancel. Uh, we need a better term, though. I'm sick of canceled, oh. overused. I've said it too many times. This in, is in genius.
2: This last Hour. All right.
0: Like, we need a better term. Uh, a podcast that I listen to uh, called Podfathers, it's like a Barstool Sports Fatherhood podcast. Uh, they use the term rebuke, which is a great term. <laughs> like, they just rebuke people.
1: How about tactically remove? That sounds like we're murderers. I'm not, right. we're not the That's CIA. True.
0: Yeah, we're not toppling governments. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, rebuke thesaurus.
1: Is well, hey, the good news opinion. is if we were toppling governments, you don't actually have to be good at it like the CAA. So. Hey, man. You Ooh. Know.
0: How do we feel about castigates? You're castigated.
1: Castigated? Uh, I don't know. When, <laughs> I'm admonished. Sure. Admonished could be good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But we'll, We need we'll, to suggest
1: <laughs> to the internet that... Mark Zuckerberg may not be the nicest of people, and if we could influence him to, Dude, just you sort seen of the disappear. Shit that's going
0: on in Australia.
1: Yeah. What I heard? Well, I, I got like one headline, so I know all about it.
0: He's yeah. Oh, amen, amen. Yeah, yeah. I've surfed Twitter uh, talking about Facebook, <laughs> so yeah, it's it, mine's definitely uh much more factually based. But to my understanding. Something's going on with, like, the Australian government and Facebook regarding, like, news being put out. Or, like, like what yeah. are they? Yeah, there's something, like, they're, they're saying that, like, Facebook has to do something, right?
1: They have to pay the news people. Yes, yep, yeah. yep, yep,
0: yeah. They have to pay any Australian news that they use there. So now they're just not letting news be on Australian Facebook.
1: Right, which seems like, to me, complete blatant attack on an actual yeah. country...
0: And then, like, I I don't obviously understand like Australia's constitution, but this American sounds like free speech in, in, is being impugned, and
1: that
2: is unacceptable.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, what I what's
2: happening?
1: What really, what's crazy though is like, what it comes down to is like either Facebook, like either they just leave Australia, like Australia can just say, all right, no more Facebook in our country, I guess, which, like, kind of would suck, or yeah, I don't know, there's, like, no really good ending here, but yes, also, like, I don't know, what uh, what power does Australia have? Like, are they going to sue them? I don't
0: know. I, I have no idea what power... And, like, yeah. how do you yeah.
1: enforce... I don't understand, like, how do you enforce that <laughs> as if you're Australia?
0: And then, like, if you are Australia, like, and you just don't let Facebook, like, you don't let your internet go to Facebook, like, that's a problem in its own. Yeah, its yeah, own for right. sure. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. What do you do if you're Australia right now? Because that situation's crazy fucked up.
1: Like, hopefully uh, you have an answer. Like, you better have options if you're Australia. Otherwise, there is some really fucked up stuff going on because you can't just start bullying countries.
0: Yeah, but, like, also, like, it's not, I, I don't, and I, Jesus, the ignorance of my uh, understanding of international business <laughs> uh, which is zero. I have zero understanding of international business. Like, I don't understand. Like, like does Facebook have to incorporate in Australia to be, like, viable there? I was
1: just thinking that that's probably what they have to do.
0: Yeah, because, like, they've... Because it's obviously an American business.
1: Right, right. So, it's not like you can just have... Yeah, you can't... Yeah. Australia how do, how does multinational business work,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck does this
1: work? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that they do incorporate in Australia and you know, whatever, however that works. But I'm sure it's just like, just like here, like business operating in the US and they interact with each other and it all just gets funneled through real Facebook in the United States.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I have no, that's, that's very interesting. The the country that probably has the power over Facebook is where the majority of their servers are held, you know? (laughs)
1: Like, I'm guessing they must have, I don't know. I wonder if they do. Like if you're a country company that big, you probably just invest in all of your own infrastructure. Oh, I would think you have to. I would yeah. think you have to. Because otherwise AWS will just unlist you.
0: A <laughs> bad, And then it's over. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because I can't imagine either party really has power in that situation. Like I can't imagine that Facebook, ends up bullying Australia, and I can't imagine that Australia does something to, like, close out Facebook right. in Australia. yeah. So I feel like we got two people pointing guns at each other that aren't loaded.
1: Uh-huh. But also, like... But, like, yeah, where do just his,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and how is this not... How is that not a message to the rest of the world? That, like, not good guys. Not good guys.
1: Right. We aren't... Our first instinct is to not play nice
0: yeah and like that should be that should be all anyone needs to be like no maybe this thing should be checked a little bit maybe old facebook's getting a little big for its britches
1: maybe but (laughs) i don't know i mean there's a chance the u.s government steps in somehow within the next few years but also there's a good chance that they just move so slowly and have no idea what they're doing in the tech oh yeah
0: oh yeah and it's probably it's it's always it's definitely going to work out in Facebook's favor one way or another because I don't know how, but I does. don't know that's just, actually, that's just the way things work though.
1: Yeah, usually they might have some troubles with this whole like Apple thing, and then I've I've been hearing more and more push for um, recapturing the data for the user and interesting and like yeah, like Australia is doing where like you have to start paying people because the their business model really starts to suffer if they're not leveraging all of those, like all the data and all the, like not having to pay people for content and stuff like that. For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you, and I don't know. Yeah. You'd think, I don't know. You'd think that this would be a warning cry to the rest of the world. And honestly, like a, a come to aid for Australia, but who knows? I mean, they have a shitload of influence, money, power, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think what we're seeing, like, the world's getting a lot better, and then also we're getting a lot more single entities that have enormous power, like, you've never seen on planet Earth before, like, countries with nukes, and now, like, international companies larger than countries. Yeah, and companies
0: with nukes, basically.
1: Yeah, basically, and... Like, now you've, like, basically just built it up, built it up to the point where you have such massive weapons that if any of them start getting swung, things get really ugly.
0: For sure. And it's, it's kind of incredible because, and I guess this is with any, like, dawning of a new era of technology. Like, like, things happen so quickly and they get out of hand. And then it, like, it's got, it has to be overcorrected
2: because mm-hmm.
0: that's just the way of the world. Like, this will be overcorrected in probably a negative way. And then that'll come back hopefully a little more middle, you know.
2: But yep.
0: like Facebook was – Facebook and these social media sites are just – like they got in at the perfect time. And like like you get – well, and obviously, like somebody was going to get in at this time regardless because the internet was the internet. Right. And people people have the same ideas, believe it or not. Uh, but like they're just the, – the internet was so young and still is so young when these things are being – discovered and used and abused that like i don't know it's it's pretty actually kind of cool that we're seeing this in our time
2: yeah like no, it's, it's 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 crazy
0: fucked up for sure like what's happening but like same thing with like computers and understanding of and like how we're going to be looking at this in 50 years like how our generation was shaped by having technology at such a young age and everything so accessible
1: yeah, like, we're, we're definitely, like, we grew up in a wild time. Even, I was thinking about this the other day, even, like, you know, five to ten years older than us and five to ten years younger than us will probably be, like, very different. For sure. Like, I mean, growing up with, like, the internet, like, it's not that much older than us where the first people in on the internet were, like, only, like, super nerds. and like, Yeah. And then, like... And like, that's, like, we were that's like
0: the oldest, like, our parents' age. Like, yeah, there's no even, one older than, like, 55, 60 that, like, was the super nerd on the internet, you know?
1: Yeah, and even, and that's such a tiny portion. And then, like, even our parents' age and, like, younger than that didn't come close to growing up with it.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Like, my dad, my dad always tells me about, like, Making programs for the computers at college on punch <laughs> cards, like they're on note cards that you had to punch out, so your computer could read it and run the program for you. Yep, like <laughs> that's just comical.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little different now, Brett. You've gotten out pretty bad. Oh shit! Let me <laughs> try that sentence again. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> uh, what I was saying is that like. Every generation probably had general big like, like holy shit, lead forward, you know. Yeah. Like cars, electricity, you know what I mean. Like all these things are, like the cotton gin. Like
3: <laughs> yep.
0: going back through time, like every, somewhat like every group of people is going to have like a wow advancement because of how quickly society moves. But the internet is about as big as it comes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's so pervasive into it used to kinda be that like technology was separate from social movements, was separate from you know, basically every area of change was kind of siloed and now every area of change is all one together and changing as this massive entity.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. So it's just it's just a very interesting time for us to be to have grown up and then to be going forward living through like I don't know. We're gonna see some shit, and the internet wars are uh, just beginning, probably.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, who but, knows what kind of chaos we'll see? I mean, we're like
0: I, I'm kind of looking forward to see the the wild, the, the various approaches. Like, you're obviously gonna see probably like crazy censorship, well, which we already see in like places like China. You're gonna see a general like open, free world, like you do more or less in the United States. Um, and then everybody's going to do everything in between and it's going to be very interesting to see where it all shakes out 40 years from now,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but who knows? And that's not even touching the the idea of the dark web, but
1: I don't want (laughs) to talk about it
0: before I get like my entire life stolen. So I'm good. I'm good on the dark web.
1: Yeah. That's a smart approach.
0: (laughs) That's, I just, I just play it safe with things I don't know. Or at least I try to, I try to.
1: Generally, I don't know. A lot of people like to just go out and play with the fire and, <laughs> and see what happens.
0: Terrible decisions.
1: <laughs> I mean, can't resist. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, plenty of our friends have at least been involved in the world, but like, it's it's a wild one that I honestly don't even know if I could talk about because I don't really understand it that well. No,
1: that's. I usually like to pretend that I know enough about things to talk about them, but this one I won't even pretend.
0: No, and that's the thing. Anybody that does know anything about the dark net would just see right through it and we'd be. Oh, for sure. And then there goes our credibility. Like, bang, bang, gone.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's true. But most people don't have a single clue. So we could just just really think we know about it and then. In the majority of
0: a conversation, you can say onion sight and then it's over. You you know the most in the room. But (laughs) for anybody that actually uses these things, uh, then we're going to start talking about Monero and I'm gone again. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's gonna be an interesting era going forward, but we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to more horrific moves by companies, although perhaps not as blatant as Facebook's, and then incredible legislative overstep. It's gonna get ugly. Probably.
1: Probably. Who knows? I so I don't Where's... know. It generally works out and it you know, I think there's definitely going to be opportunities for new companies to come along and there is sort of a life cycle of that a oh, company goes through. And
0: I mean, think about a place like Clubhouse. Yeah. Like Clubhouse right now, uh, like p- people at the New York Times are freaking out about it because uh, the masses are having unfettered conversation. Oh no!
1: Oh no! Wait. All
0: these people just engaging in an environment that isn't permanently that isn't on the permanent internet record that you can't <laughs> monitor. They're literally they. There was a New York Times article with an issue stating that they're upset that they can't monitor the unfettered conversation.
1: Like, yeah, they're so you sad. fucking
0: psychopaths.
1: The, the, yeah, that decline and that like level of lunacy and just complete disjointment from reality and how most people think is just, like, very alarming and very confusing.
0: For sure. Like, why, why are we scared of unfettered, unmonitored conversation? And why do you have the desire to monitor a conversation?
1: Yeah, and it's going on all the time. It's not like a new thing. Yeah. Like, people talk. You're not... Face-to-face. You're yeah, not, incredible. Yeah you're not listening to billions of conversations that go on every every day and you don't want to be and you don't want to be cuz
0: 99.9 infinity percent are more or less meaningless yeah like the amount of things that like i don't i don't know the the idea that the juice could possibly be worth the squeeze on monitoring conversation like of just everyday people is insane
1: I wonder if they, like, at the New York Times, actually mean it. Like, what is their strategy? Like, they clearly have become very confused and corrupt in their approach and their, like, business models and their actual strategy as an existence as a business. Like, it really doesn't seem like they know what they're doing anymore or what their goals are. But
0: what, what happened such that, like, a journalism unit, one of the oldest and most respected in the States... Is terrified of free speech.
1: I it's just I think it's just posturing. Like it's just having the opinion they're supposed to have. And it's just like I think they've created a system there where they just keep hiring more ridiculous and ridiculous people. And like if you have mostly ridiculous people at your institution, you're going to put out some very ridiculous ideas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I don't know. Did you hear about the the science writer that got fired?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, Donald McNeil. Uh, well, fired is the wrong term. He was not terminated. He he resigned.
2: Ah, right.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, So he obviously willingly left this place. Uh, but what happened was, I think, so he's the New York Times science writer. He was on a... High on a trip with high school students to Peru talking about, I think, I think it was like health things and like it's like working with them and like showing them like reporting on health in other countries and like the science of other countries, things of that nature. Cause I would imagine that this man's just not going on uh, high school field trips for funsies.
3: <laughs>
0: but so these kids, these like 20 wildly upper class kids are all on their uh, trip to Peru And they started talking about, uh, like, race and race issues in America. And I don't – he – I think he read a quote or he quoted something that had the N-word in it. And he said it. And the kids were not impressed. (laughs) The kids were not impressed. And he was, like, espousing ideas that, like, um, that – like racial inequity in the United States isn't that isn't like as bad as many people make it out to be uh-huh. uh, like all these things that are clearly very touchy, hot button topics right. and things that,
2: well, that I also don't mainstream
0: ideas. For sure, means, oh yeah. Yeah. Opinions. Well, yes. Well, yeah. And you have to, well, if you don't have the mainstream opinion, you can't talk about it. Yeah. Uh. So these kids come back and I, I don't know why, but a year later it comes out that these conversations and things were had and things were said, uh, and he resigns and he resigns. And there's a whole like internal battle at the New York times about, uh, like, why did the writers union like stand up for this guy? Like, like we need to actually like have this guy's back. Cause like, that's not why people should be fired for like saying a word in a quote. Sure. Like things of that nature. And it's just interesting watching an internal struggle at a quote-unquote first-class journalism unit uh, because a dude said a word from a quote
1: yeah i mean it's definitely like you probably should have just picked a different quote or or just do
0: what i said and say n-word
1: yeah right you really want to avoid controversy just change just probably don't say the word just but, do what
0: everyone else does when discussing that word that
1: most of us don't get don't, to say or well, shouldn't say. Soon enough, just in, you know saying anything related to the idea of the N word will probably get you fired. But
0: Oh, I think we're already there on a bunch of other words yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, there's another I don't I might have been the times again. They're freaking out because a dude like I, I mean, I'm just gonna say this because I don't I'm not uncomfortable with the word. Uh, <laughs> a person said r-word referencing retarded I don't even think they said retarded they just said r-word and this woman wrote like a massive hit piece on the person who said r-word and turns out got it wrong on the person that they did it to (laughs) absolute insanity but obviously like she faces no
1: backlash no repercussions
0: for sure not but like how how are we going to get to the point where we can communicate things if we're just going to say any term that could be construed as offensive gets the letter put in front of it and then word after it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's interesting that they even were having those discussions within the New York Times about how uh, unions should have stood up for them. Like, that's obviously a good sign. Yeah, that's at least positive, for sure. I think, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about uh, preference falsification, which is basically where, like, There's some minority position that is really loud and you just don't want to, you disagree with it, but you just don't want to put in the effort to speak out against it or like to actually say what your real opinion is. So you just kind of keep quiet. And I think there's a lot of that going on where there, as much as I just called everyone at the New York Times completely crazy, like I'm sure most of them are like real journalists. Probably and For sure. I think and, like,
0: and there's still some things that they do that are like very good. Yeah. Like they still do have pieces that are very reasonable. But like anytime any kind of social issue gets brought up, yeah, maybe it's just not worth well, one, it's definitely not worth it if you're the fucking, I don't know, uh business writer.
1: Right. It's I mean? just not worth it because the only thing that as an individual, it's basically like you're the two outcome, like either you say nothing and like, oh well. Or you say something and then it's your ass and it's yeah. not going to go well for you.
0: And honestly, like, I think there's probably something, you can make a net good argument there that, like, it's better that you didn't say this because you are still a reasonable person that can do their job better. Like, sure. Like, you're you're more serviceable to society in that role by being a good journalist, not necessarily fighting every single fight. Yeah. You know, like like, I'm sure there's a net good argument there that, like, those fights aren't yours to fight, even though they should be fought. Like, you're more... You're more valuable to the society in your position than losing your position.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think at some point... At some point, we must reach a tipping point where some of the most extreme, crazy people who are... like, I think to the average person, a lot of this is just nonsense. Like, For sure. the desire to cancel someone over anything. And, you know, the whole... Dog and pony show, and I think at some point that's got to break through. But it it definitely will take like either some sort of tipping event or some sort of concerted effort to to say, all right, like I'm sick of all this nonsense. I'm sick of all these young writers coming in and saying these ridiculous things, and me just having to sit here being quiet.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that's like I'm sure people do probably just snap. Like that's why. And that's why, like, I don't know, like anyone that's more, I don't don't know, I would think that anyone that's probably a little bit more convicted and in certain uh, realms is probably probably a lot less inclined, probably a lot more inclined to fight those fights. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why you've got people that leave the New York Times, like Barry Weiss, like, did she leave controversially? For sure. Uh, But was that a situation that was tenable for her? Almost definitely not. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a very, yeah, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting spot to find ourselves in as a world, but I don't know. It's, it's concerning to think that like the other viewpoint or like the other areas or like people even saying that these things are ridiculous, like has to be actively sought out. Uh, the majority of people aren't going to be active searchers. Yeah. Uh, kids are going to be influenced by this line of thought, like professors do influence kids with these lines of thought like that i mean that's been it's been that way since like the 60s or 70s that like yeah. university professors are generally more left leaning than right leaning and by generally it's like 45 to one but
2: <laughs> <laughs> something yeah, kind of close yeah, it's but... obscene.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> like like i mean you flip a coin 50 times you might find out or yeah you're throwing up stones you that probably was, hit a conservative version. Right,
1: A closet (laughs) conservative, yeah.
0: Exactly, but yeah, and he'd say, ouch, like a liberal, too. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) he would say, got me. Uh, But, so, I don't know, like, it's just, it's definitely a little bit concerning that, like, these ideas are, I, I mean, they have to be growing in power. Like.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, actually growing in power. I think there is something, like, I'm, I'm. I mean, young people are always the most liberal and, like, willing to have For some ridiculous sure. yeah, yeah. ideas that, like, later in life, they look back and they're like, wow, was I well, in yeah. my that's 20s. The,
0: that's the classic saying that if you're not a liberal when you're young, yeah. you don't have a heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're old, you don't have a brain.
1: Right. But, but. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, like Maybe it is actually infiltrating people's minds. And I don't know. Who knows what the real actual power of some of these ideas is versus the, what appears to be like the fake, fake level of power is. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I also like personally from my own experience, like I'm more wrapped up in a media sphere that's concerned about those things or like expresses the impact of these things. So I might, I might just see it more than the everyday person too, you know, Uh like I might be very biased towards being concerned about this because half the articles I read and like, the people that i follow that i consider like good thinkers talk about this all the time
1: yeah i think it's a little dangerous to get so caught up in it and For not sure. have the perspective of all right let's but yeah i mean at the same time it can be like pretty scary but then yeah i mean you also scary. find
0: yourself in the world of like like well what is actually the case here yeah like what is actually um the real situation that's going on. Like, obviously I consume a lot of the media that talks about these issues, but I also like was a college kid that saw these issues.
1: Oh yeah. It's very firsthand experience.
0: Yeah. And then I don't know. And then obviously like the things you see on social media, like people are fucking crazy. It's like, you only see the really crazy shit, but, and, and how much of like, does that represent one in 10, 25 year olds? Does it represent, one in 50, 25 which right. represent one in three, you know? <laughs> like, so it's, it's, in the world that we live in, it's almost impossible to, like, calculate the size of these things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone trusts a poll anymore. I, I almost <laughs> just find you a comical buffoon if you're taking polling data seriously.
0: For sure. Especially political polling. Yeah but and uh, yeah so i don't know like it's it's very difficult in my opinion to like try and actually suss out a stance to take on those things because like cuz everything you read is wildly polarized one way or another uh-huh wildly so
1: well that's like, cuz it's just like it's literally just become entertainment and like yeah. also i think a bunch of like People who think they're doing the right thing, but still just producing content that is mostly entertainment because it's clearly not geared towards like any real long term goals like the news isn't geared towards reporting the news in any imaginable sense.
0: No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, of course not. And that's where that's where I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it a thousand more times. Uh, Newsman or Anchorman is a documentary more than a comedy.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh,
0: Exactly, and Newsman or Anchorman is a full-on documentary about the fall of real news and the twenty-four-hour news cycle. But uh, that's where, like, like the way that I try and consume media is generally finding people that I think think well. Mm-hmm. Like, there are I follow tons of people and I listen to tons of people that like have different stances than I do on a lot of things that I consider significant, but. I respect them because of the way that they approach things. And I think that they like, they their thought process is good.
1: Yeah. And they're like very reasonable people outside of just like the way they think and stuff. Like they conduct yeah. themselves well and like they have some like values and like they hold themselves accountable.
0: And there are standards that like, yeah. like there are standards that they still apply to themselves such as like, yeah, like speech is the highest priority. Like, dramatization of all these things is a, is just annoying. Like, like <laughs> this, this guy on a podcast, uh, I listened to the fifth column. It's, uh, a very well done podcast by, uh, hosted by Camille Foster, Matt Walsh, and I can't think of Moynihan's first name. Uh, but so they're, they're workers, they're writers at free thinks Camille. Matt Walsh is the editor at large at reason. And, um, Moynihan does something for vice which I don't know honestly like honestly the idea that you work for vice does jade me towards you but <laughs> <laughs> but but he's a he's a very good thinker speaks very well like so he's gained he's gained my respect past like this idea that like he works for this like crazy liberal column uh, because of the way that he thinks about things because of like his approach to topics, that I find myself like, yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, like saying that what happened at the Capitol is like nine eleven is fucking crazy. And that dramatization helps no one actually just hurts people, right. Like, it actually just hurts causes.
1: Yeah. I think, so, I think there's a lot of voices coming through and like, whenever there's a hole in the market, someone's going to come fill it
0: for sure. For sure, for sure. But, like, also, like, this is, it's, and I don't, I don't know if, like, this is a justification that, like, I'm doing in my mind because, like, I want it to be righteous, but, like, I genuinely do believe that, like, these people think that, like, shit's just crazy and that they need to talk about it. Like, I don't necessarily see it as, like, filling a market gap, even though, obviously, yes, that's how kind of markets
3: work
0: when one door, uh opens or closes another or opens and like there's always going to be a tug uh either way but and perhaps that's my bias towards this group and like their ideas that like it's not just for monetary gain but
2: <laughs>
0: that's also it's a that's a weird human condition that we don't want things to be done for money
1: yeah for you
2: sure
0: know, even if they are just generally beneficial
1: all right yeah sometimes it's actually you trust someone more if they're making money from it because yeah definitely yeah.
0: Yeah. Or like, or like, it's not even, not just like if they're making money from, if they're open about the amount of money they're making yes, from
1: it. Yes. That helps. That helps a lot too. Like, yes,
0: I am getting dumb rich doing this, but let's actually think about the impact.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and that's, and that's totally fine. Like, like that's a perfect, awesome, justifiable thing. Like, yeah, I, I want you to make money. I think you should make money for your ideas. And if it has a positive impact, that's great. So uh, yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully those guys are making a shitload of money from the way they talk, I don't think they are, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a podcast. I'd very highly recommend if you're, uh, interested in people that you might just disagree with, but the thought process you can usually get behind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Check that out for sure. Right. I definitely enjoy trying to get a, a bunch of different opinions, of course. And I don't know. It's depending on, what it's on. I just, I go a little crazy when it's just like everyone needs an opinion on what happens. And even if there's a lot of good opinions, at some point I'm just like, all right, can we just take a step back and realize that tomorrow something else is going to happen?
2: Yeah.
0: And like my issue is just always like, like, why do you have to have a hot take? Why yeah. can't, like, why do you have to be the one to compare the Capitol storming to 9 11? Like, why are you comparing a. Generally, generally nonviolent, like, act of protest within a nation, which that's not me justifying at all. That's not me saying it's a good thing. It was a bad thing. I was Definitely. not a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan. But uh, it was generally nonviolent. It was a protest within a country of people trying to say that, like, like, we don't think that our government's being executed, like, the way that it should be. And I don't think that they're trusting the world of people, blah, 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 whatever the justifications are. It's not a foreign country flying a fucking plane into a building killing 3,000 people.
1: Into yeah. multiple
0: building buildings killing 3,000 people.
1: And last time we like, overreacted and used it as a scapegoat to go cause a bunch of death and destruction and spend a few yeah, dollars. Yeah, the Patriot
0: Act was definitely a good thing that came out of that. Like, what right. the fuck are we talking
1: so about? So maybe now? don't help that happen again.
0: Which, to to most people's credit, like, i like, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and I are very different, and I don't think we agree on much. But to her credit, she did say, like, "Well, I hate her reasoning," but she did say, uh, "Like, you can't overreact and redo the Patriot Act because that was a bad thing." She said that it negatively impacted, uh, like, minority people more, which might be true. But my issue is that it's impacting Americans and making it uh, more easy to detain them and try them for terrorism. Just Americans in general. I don't fucking care what your skin color is. I don't fucking care what your socioeconomic status is. I just don't think that you should be easily tried as a terrorist as an American.
1: It's nice and all to target the smaller groups, but it's also (laughs) nice to realize that you can care about all of them.
0: Exactly. It's it's kind of amazing when you can just say, listen, I think these people have a common bond and that's nothing more than them living within within a border. And I think that they should be treated a certain way because of that. Like, all Americans should be treated the same way. Not a hard thing to say. Although for some, it uh, evidently is. On both sides.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But it's a... So, what I was saying before, though, like, I just don't think it's that... I don't think it should be, like, unacceptable to say, guess what? January 6th was a bad thing. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, What, like, now let's assess why it happened and let's figure it out and let's not overreact like nothing else came of it like where people thought that on january 20th (laughs) every capitol building was gonna have have a mob outside of it yeah so let's keep that in perspective and say this certainly appears to be an isolated incident at this time it was a negative thing it's a black mark in american history it's not a fucking terrorist attack like nine eleven.
1: Definitely not like nine eleven. There are no planes involved. <laughs> there were no planes
0: involved. And uh I mean and obviously Bush wasn't involved either.
1: Mm-mm. But <laughs> That's a key piece, piece missing right there.
0: Exactly. Right? That's that's the thing. I mean, you can't you can't have a nine eleven like event if George Bush wasn't coordinating the whole thing, right?
1: I, I don't see how you could. <laughs>
0: but
2: I don't know. It's just it's just
0: insane, like, that we've gotten to a point where Media is, and it makes sense because, like, it's just business, too. You know, it's yeah, all business, right? And the sooner that they drop the guise of it not being a business and being about the truth, like, the better off the country will be.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe there should be a space for a real news media that's actually has the integrity that everyone imagines they once did in the United <laughs> States' history.
0: Isn't that the not that the question too? Like, yeah, like you're very right to say everyone imagines that they did because, like, yeah, I have a mildly like rose tinted glasses view of journalism <laughs> in the past that I don't think I should.
1: Probably not. They're probably just doing a different b- variety of. Yeah, stuff they just battery. have
0: access to different things and can yeah. throw out hotter takes faster now. Uh huh. But I and that's I think there is there's we've talked about this a thousand times and if someone. Whoever goes back and listens to this, may it be in the year like 2500 or whatever, like there is a space for someone with resources to start an agency that literally just tries, like, has to report facts. Like, I don't even want a fucking opinion section.
1: No, I want there to be like
0: not. my news agency and my news agency opinion as completely separate entities, but you can get the people. That but we can have people that write opinion on the things from the news agency, you know.
1: Like, sure. but I want
0: them to be treated as separate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Like, I think there's definitely a space for real news to be had and actual journalism to be done. Not that there isn't. There is a lot of actual journalism to be done. There's just not much.
0: And it's, like, not like pure and and it's, it's not like sexy journalism, and it's not sexy. sexy it's
1: yeah. not a sexy business, but it is. There is like the honor and integrity of it, and it, it's it's a very important role, of course.
0: Uh, for sure, for sure. Like you, you like mold more or less society's thoughts, or like you give society the ability to what you should be doing is giving society the ability to form opinions based on accurate statements. But I don't know. It's just it's so it's yeah it's a it's a critically important job, but. And I think, and I think people still view it like that. I think the general population probably views. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The the hatred for the uh, mainstream media is <laughs> probably at an all time high. But I think people that are perhaps wise uh, understand like how significant it can be, like how significant it should be, and like how actually important the role should be, and like how much respect that should be treated with like, I don't know, in hunter safety, you're taught to always treat your gun like it's loaded. And like, that's how journalists should be treating their pens or their columns. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you need to know your target and beyond. You need to treat every single one like it could be very impactful. And you need to appreciate the gravity that comes with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think people are interested in it. Like, I think The average person is still very interested in real news, although there's a very, very strong competition with entertainment that might just win out. But I think I think they are actually interested in real news. And of course, it's always going to have like some sort of spin because you have to present data and that's always going to have a spin. No matter just by surely choosing what to present and what order and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: But. I mean, yeah, there's there's arguments that are had and made about like like that being a form of censorship, like no. choosing to not include sure. a certain study or whatever is a form of censorship in the sense of like it's not it's not then out there or understood as well, or whatever. But, but
1: it's but it that's be so like, different than the blatant spin that yeah, everything's getting.
0: But for sure. And like I mean, <laughs> you can you can see that uh, with, honestly, like the way DeSantis is treated.
2: <laughs> My like, boy. Down yeah, here in Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm, your man's down in Florida. Like there is no more wild discrepancy with how two leaders were treated than DeSantis and Cuomo. Like.
1: Yeah, like, for sure. Very
0: Cuomo very covered up 50%. Of the nursing home deaths in his state. 50% of old people that died. And you still have people saying, well, like, there's no way of saying that, like, his policy of putting people that with COVID coming out of the hospital in nursing homes could be tied to it.
1: Yeah, they're finally, they're finally throwing him out.
0: No, but I I literally watched a thing on CNN
1: this morning. Shout
0: out to Brian Stelter, that rat fuck. I hate him. But, um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, you know, you know who's next on my fucking, uh, what's our, what's our list called here? Our castigation list. Brian Stelter, you're castigated. You're fucking, you're, you're, you're castigated. It's over. I hate you. You don't (laughs) do anything in good faith. Uh, you make me very sad whenever I come across you and you disgust me. So you're castigated. Uh, Sean, (laughs) you don't necessarily feel the same way, but I can almost guarantee you would. (laughs) But there was a thing on CNN's quote-unquote reliable sources, that R.A.T.S. program, um, that said that there's no way of really knowing, they had an expert in to talk about how, there's no way of really knowing that Cuomo's policies had this negative of an effect, um, when really, like, it might just be, or might have just been, it was probably just the people that were working there unknowingly bringing... uh, Old people are unknowingly bringing COVID into the nursing home. Uh-huh. But how could anyone have conceivably thought it was a good idea to mix people that might still be contagious, might not be, in with people with the most at-risk population? Like that amount of "quote unquote" judgment should be enough for it to be over for you.
1: I agree entirely, and it's a it's a very interesting argument to make that you couldn't have known better because then you really should apply that argument to the entire handling of COVID. And now we just completely have sure. no responsibility. I guess who should have known, you know, who should have acted better then?
0: Yeah. And and like, why did 45, I, I think it was literally like only four other governors did something similar. So why did 45 other governors not decide to do that? Why, how, how did they have this Somehow, by the grace of God, knowledge to not be mixing the most at-risk population with uh, a disease, a deadly disease. How did they have this incredible foresight?
1: They probably all fifty probably flipped a coin, and forty-five of them got heads. A <laughs> and it's just
0: yeah, it's just like running into a liberal uh, conservative professor on campus. Forty-five <laughs> coin flips, you finally get tails. Um, yeah,
1: it's just unlucky coin flip for Cuomo.
0: <laughs> Amen, but. It's just it's just insane that everyone's like like people well not everyone. Yes, you're you're hundred percent correct that like people are starting to come around on it. But that news has been out since like August of last year. Uh shout out to Politico. That was a great first piece by them, really. Um because I think they were the people that more or less broke that story. It mm-hmm. might have been AP. It might not have been Politico, it might have been okay. AP. Yeah. I rescind my shout out and perhaps transfer it. But <laughs> well you can though, just shout them both out if
2: you like. Exactly. You know what?
0: Yeah. Politico, I generally don't really like you, but you get to you get to tag on to AP's credit here, I think. <laughs> um, but MSNBC yesterday said like tried to put a hit piece on DeSantis saying that he uh, like blatantly disregarded COVID's um, like the vaccination priority list in favor of old people. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, you're telling me that vaccinating the at-risk is to be looked at as a problem? Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yes,
2: I'm sure you've Interesting.
1: Got perfect mathematical models that show with 100% certainty that you know the right way to handle this problem, and he did it wrong.
0: Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. And, of course, the most at-risk populations just... Uh. Wow. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. I
1: yeah, just you know, just uh, put them all together in a nursing home.
0: Yeah, it's just fucking crazy. But yeah, and I don't know. Like, I I honestly, I'm not sure that I'm gonna like make this argument to stand on to die on the hill. But I think there's probably a very good argument to be made that like, healthcare workers probably don't need to be vaccinated. And here's where I'm coming from. This is why I think it's actually a decent argument and please disagree with me cuz like I've yet to find a that great of a disagreement with it. Okay. So, let's look at it as if they've if they've already like we'll talk about the spectrum. If you've already had COVID, they've already had COVID and they're okay. If they haven't had COVID, they're either immune to COVID or what they're doing, the precautions that they're taking work. So, where does where does they need to be vaccinated fit into that?
1: I mostly agree. I feel like there could still,
0: and like, that's, I that's actually what I'm saying. Be, like, I, I'm not even saying, like, I'm not even standing behind that argument. I just yeah, think yeah. it's
1: there could oh. still be some randomness, I suppose, with this and that. And you know.
0: but is there is there randomness enough to justify them being number one priority? I might just talk myself into this being my stance from now on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I don't care enough, enough about the issue to take Fair. a strong stance on either side. Like, Sean, Sean, if we're gonna go to the top, I need hot takes. Okay, I had some <laughs> hot takes last night on COVID. Oh, yeah. were you, were you drunk last night? Yes,
0: I we had, yes. We yeah, had a yeah. six hour
1: Zoom the, call.
0: Yes, getting the fucking getting the text from Sean at like eleven thirty your time. Oh, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy's not sober in this setting.
1: No, I was doing cool, well. Who are
0: you on a six-hour Zoom call? I with?
2: know.
1: We were on with Sophie and Cole and uh-huh. John and Caleb. Was on Damn, how are they
0: doing? I hope they're doing well.
1: Yeah, they're all doing good. That's We're playing, awesome. we're playing some pseudo-bar trivia. Okay. Zoom trivia, as electric as that sounds. It's hey pretty man, good. Did you start talking fun. about the pores? But then... Uh, that was every, every question was on the course. Amen. As they all should be. No, that we played that for like two hours and then like just ended up talking afterwards like forever, which was good. Mm -hmm. But my hot take was, I don't think it's a hot take at all. Just that how, like if we're going to start talking about who handled the pandemic well and not like, first off, obviously we're just playing this hindsight game. And secondly, sure. like it's very clear that at an organizational level, the US government just handled it so poorly because they didn't even like they brought in experts on epidemiology and those guys and gals all thought it seems like maybe, you know, they had like a couple of them, they only ever put one guy on TV. They never thought maybe we should bring in some sociologists and psychologists and engineers to help with the problems that aren't just related to epidemiology like (laughs) you have like literally you have a bunch of doctors going hmm i wonder how people will respond to other people wearing masks will they you know will they yeah like this
0: psychology is definitely right it's like certain point did you
1: like consider right like people study this full time
0: for sure they're experts on this
1: like, what is this nonsense about? Listen to the experts, and then we have other experts just completely disregarding the fact that they should probably consult an expert because it's not their field.
0: And like, where were my, where were where was my expert? Like, because I think the only way to like fairly represent something, like I would just break it down to a base. Why didn't we have a chief economist next to Fauci at every st- at every yeah. press conference?
1: Well, I'll go on for hours about how. Ludicrous! The whole field of <laughs> economics is, but yes, and like sure. Why didn't we have? Why didn't we have engineers and like people who do logistics for a living working on distribution? Like this is a like pretty trivial. Like we actually ship billions of packages every in most, day in or most week?
0: places <laughs> to damn near everywhere in the United States from Colorado. I can get you something within three days.
1: Yeah, like these problems have experts, and they have whole companies who solve problems like this all the time, and none of these people were brought in. There were no teams. This was not handled like well, a also, problem. There was also, no structure.
0: I mean, well, one, to just counterpoint you a little bit, what knowledge are you making the claim that none of these people were brought in on?
1: Sure, that's true. So we, so just we
0: didn't see it, which we is didn't a problem see it. its own,
1: what I, Yeah, that's what I meant. Which I'm is at, a total definitely.
0: problem on its own, for sure. For sure. But, like, I mean, you kind of got to assume at least some people were consulted, but the idea that the, the powers that be thought that you didn't have to hear about it or that the average American did have to hear about it is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, well, and clearly, like, clearly, like, Fauci wasn't talking with other really smart people. It really seemed like he wasn't yeah. gaining knowledge in a wide variety of areas. It, it
0: definitely seemed like he was doing, he was putting things out there from his knowledge from his knowledge base, explicitly for sure. Yeah. I feel that. But yes, just to just to potentially throw a little uh, kink in that. Hmm. I
1: I, th- I thought we only do extreme opinions.
0: <laughs> yes, well, one, one it's like good cop bad cop. One person, has gotta person's gotta check them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. So yes, were experts consulted? Probably were they advertised enough? Absolutely not. Should they have been advertised as like as important as Fauci? Definitely. <laughs>
1: And I don't, I I legitimately don't think that very many, a very diverse group of experts was brought in. Like, I think a lot sure. of things were neglected in this yeah. opinion. And you're that probably right. We, like, we kind of just know, we understand.
0: Yeah, it's not even me necessarily disagreeing songs. with you, but, yeah. but for the audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, we shouldn't say we know for sure all the time, because we never I mean, know we, for we, sure. Well,
0: we do, but, you know. But we do. We got to look somewhat humble and you know, try to maintain a non-godlike status, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of <laughs> silly to just, like, play the game of, oh, well, you we should have known because we have already lost the feeling of what it feels like to be, you know, in, like, July. Yeah. Like we, like, we kind man, of already can, lost yeah, that yeah, feeling, still, and we don't know up. what it's like to be the people in charge making those like, decisions.
0: Like, like, I like, I don't, even, I don't know if it's generous, but it feels generous saying like, yeah, like obviously everyone in April was in a spot where it's like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Like totally fair to give people some – like to cut some slack there. Where you don't get slack is when you chose to lie about how many people were like killed in your nursing homes. That's where you don't get slack. Like, like – I'll, I'll give you – it's an unprecedented time that's probably very scary to be in a position of power, but you don't get to – you don't get any slack for lying about the data that you actually had. When your chief of staff – or I don't even remember who the girl was, but – who this woman uh, was, but she said on a what I think was supposed to be a closed conference call that yeah. week that, yes, we knew and we covered it up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think if you go looking for it hard enough, you're going to find a lot of people in that same situation where people knew a lot of information probably. Like, either, like, how did we not actually have more information and how are we not sharing more information? Because we did know information a lot sooner than everyone assumed. And, you know, if you didn't, like, what the hell? How do like, the you know, people in charge of states not have the best information that the world has. Yeah. And yeah,
0: yeah. In the best country in the world. Like information how do we not know these things?
1: <laughs> is never been easier to transfer in high quantities and qualities.
0: Well, I mean there's also I don't know, like you can get a lot deeper into that conversation of think of where this started. China wasn't exactly forthcoming. They didn't let well, I hate the WHO, um, castigated.
2: Castigated, for sure
0: castigated you're fucking gone i hate you um <laughs> uh who have we all done this episode zuck uh
1: the brian stelter yeah
0: and and WHO. the who the un's in there for me too but whatever that's a different day
1: i don't know um, i have i i have more faith that we need something like them
0: i just don't think they do their job well oh. but I just don't think you should have groups like Mauritania, who has, like, I think half a million slaves on the Human Rights Council. But, you know, whatever. I digress. <laughs> uh, but the WHO, like, like they – no one pressed China. China clearly lied about things. Um, and then, like, the WHO, if you want to trust them or, like, give them any kind of credit, wasn't allowed to have an expert in China until this year. Yeah. They weren't allowed to have people in China until this year to investigate it. So, like, as far as the information goes, like, it, it really does suck that this started in China. Because, I don't know, they kind of fucked us, you know? Like, they didn't care.
1: No, they, yeah, it's just, like, there's so many, I think it's just, like, a psychological thing going on. Where there's, like, there's so many, like, actually big things like that. Like, I, how are you upset about, like, you know these little thing, I don't know, not that like nursing homes is a little thing, like 50% of more cases. Yes, yes. Uh, but, like 12, you know, 12,000 like people 12, dying is not 12, a small not thing. A small sure. thing. But, but like all these other things, like, you know, it's like that's such a huge thing, like probably we need some sort of resolution around this whole WHO thing, and there's just, there's an actual resistance to getting a real resolution from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like the idea that that is not being called out across the board is insane.
1: Yeah. And like I said, like in fact it's the opposite. Like they're being protected by the mainstream narrative. Like if you try to talk against them on Twitter, you're gone.
0: Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like the economist just put out an article last week that said, well, we can't really call uh what's happening to the Uyghurs a genocide. Like it's it's inappropriate. Ah yes, 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 yes. Um, separating you from your countrymen based on your religion, put in concentration camps and forced labor camps, uh, where I'm sure many of you die in terrible. At a conditions.
1: much higher rate than yes, the average than person you, dies. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, can't be called a genocide. You're right, economist. This is this is the wrong way to use that term when there's a fucking ethnic cleansing going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like why would you have that opinion?
0: Why? I don't know. Like yeah, like like is is Xinjiang proud of you? <laughs> like like are Everybody's you being down. paid? Yes. Like what is happening here? I don't yeah. President President Xi is not gonna suck your dick because you wrote a positive article about him.
1: Maybe he is, though. I you guess. Never know what I Adam, guess, Adam Silver yeah. got.
0: No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume he got a harem of women. <laughs> like, like if we think people are blowing uh Blowing themselves up for seventy-two virgins, Adam Silver must have gotten a small metropolitan area's worth.
1: I would expect nothing less.
0: <laughs> this is this is this is wild because we we launched into this whole tirade on like politics and all these other things, yada yada. Great, uh, but I didn't even tell you the story that I was excited to tell. Oh, you. Oh my
1: goodness, we got yeah, it, and the we're story. we're literally like an
0: hour and a half into this or two hours
1: maybe, but
0: <laughs> and this is gonna kill people because. I mean, our whole fucking first episode is just us launching the political tirades and <laughs> that we have with society and castigating, castigating various members and groups. But, um, but
1: now it gets personal.
0: Exactly. Now, now it's personal. Now it's, uh, now it's the. Well, I, honestly, I don't know. People don't come here to listen to us about anything, so we don't know what they what they'd prefer. Uh, but what happened on. Friday night to Sam and I is definitely one to remember as far as our new friend goes. So for anyone, for anyone, because obviously no one would know this except Sean, Sam is my friend and roommate, which to take, to deflect for me for a second, shout out to our boy, Sean, uh, same situation here, but my man
1: changed that status. Yeah. (laughs) Same
0: situation, but the status is significantly different. Uh, he has responsibilities that I simply don't or soon will. Uh, but (laughs) so Friday night, well, let me set the scene. That our apartment building is a shithole. It's not, but it is. Like, I feel feel like one. I feel like a little bitch complaining about living in downtown Denver in a high rise. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I I understand that feeling.
2: <laughs> like you're you're
0: about to hear some wild, ridiculous, uh, first world problem situations. Uh, so one, our water, our hot water is off, probably once once or twice every ten days, like just get shut off randomly. Yeah. And I can't I can't really say like my apartment situation because like then then it will be very obvious where I live. But yeah, so our hot water gets shut off like randomly. Uh it seems. And it's been going on since like August. Like since we moved in, the hot water is out at least once every ten days. <laughs> like like figuring it out. It's been out for like days on end before. <laughs> like oh, two days. Man. And the excuse is always like it's an old building. Like the pipes There are fucking countless old buildings in this world that manage to have flowing water all the time. (laughs) Bascom Hall, Sean and I are graduates of UW, Bascom Hall is father time old, and manages to have fucking running warm water all the time.
1: It does. It's a solved problem. How do they do it? It's It's a solved problem.
0: It's not magic, but... So I'm, I'm very convinced that there's a contractor in Denver that <laughs> takes advantage of this place like you wouldn't believe. So the water is very sporadic. And then the elevator, we have two elevators that service, well, the 20th to the 37th floor. That's probably too much information because it's it's really not hard to find me. Whatever, whatever, I don't care. Uh, so these elevators, there's two of them that take us up 37 floors. And, I don't know, hundreds of apartments? Uh, Maybe not quite that many. There's probably 15 of floors. So, yeah, hundreds of apartments. Yeah, for sure. But uh, one of them is always broken. Like, the right (laughs) elevator has been broken. It was broken for four weeks before Christmas.
2: Four. Whoa.
0: Like, on end. And Otis came in. They took five days to fix it. Uh, But don't worry. Like, we get a lovely email that the elevator is not fixed every day. Shout out to shout out to the person at the front desk. Her job sucks, but she's she tries to be friendly. She I loves don't. disappointing people. Exactly. I just don't like the emails Like, <laughs> <laughs> but so the elevator is broken again. Like it's in need of some part. And then with all the weather that's gone on across the country, the uh, Otis couldn't get it here in time and it's not here yet. They're hope- they were hoping it would be done Wednesday of last week, but she was thinking Thursday. Still not fixed. Happy Sunday. Um, so the elevator's been broken for like 10 days, and it's led to a situation where like you just packed an elevator full of people. Like they still have the gall to have signs up that say no more than two people in an elevator.
2: Two people.
0: Yeah. They have the gall to say no more than two people in an elevator uh, when – 50% of the elevators are broken.
1: Yeah, I can just imagine that, like, at that rate, you'll literally never get all the people where they want to go. They'll just be an it's, ever-growing line it's in the lobby.
2: 37
1: yeah. fucking floors! Like, it's like a three-minute trip.
0: <laughs> and then, all, then, like, parking one and parking two. Like, the two basement levels below sure. us. Like, so, believe it or not, tensions are high. <laughs> like, uh, cocksucker got dropped last night in the lobby. Um, fucking asshole got dropped Friday in the lobby.
1: Wow, like, friendly place. Oh, yeah. Pe- and it,
0: It's fucking delivery, guys, that get this angry. The cocksucker thing was actually really funny. The fucking asshole thing was annoying because there was a Starbucks delivery dude that was mad at two guys moving a refrigerator out of the... Like, two men trying to carry a refrigerator didn't reach back and stop the door when the elevator was already beeping at them to get off.
2: <laughs> well...
0: Wow. Like... like dropping a fucking asshole on those people is just an annoying, shitty thing to do. But, whatever. Again, so elevator's broken, hot water's off, uh, and it's Friday night. Sam and I, my parents sent us a Valentine's Day thing, so we're going down to the mailroom, which is on the second, on the second parking level. Uh, and the elevator opens, and it's obviously already packed. Like, there's probably... Well, there's, I think, five people and, a, like, a moving cart on it. The, the moving cart is more like, like, hotel carts, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like the, the gold arch over it, and then the right. carpet-covered bottom. Takes up uh, most of the elevator. Yeah, it's, believe it or not, huge. <laughs> uh, and Sam and I, obviously, like, the disappointed, well, the disappointed looks as much as you can see them through the masks come through. And the dude's, like, the dude with the with the push cart's, like, hey, man, like, like, if you want to ride in the push cart, like, it's more than available. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm not waiting for this to come down, only to have potentially the same situation being an issue. Uh-huh. So I get in this man's push cart. Sam stands in front of it. And he's going down to P2, too, because he's just moving in. Uh, so he's moving stuff out of his car, and we're getting stuff out of the mailroom. Yep. So we get this package. We're, we've got the up button pushed, but it's going to be at minimum like a five-minute turnaround from the oh, to get okay. back down to the basement. And like we're just studying uh, the vending machine down there, like talking talking shit about like which which things you would buy, like which non which local product it sounds the most interesting, whatever. And this dude comes back in with his uh, with his package, like because he he grabs something from his car, so he comes back in and left the he left the cart down there. Okay. And like he sees me and Sam talking and. I don't know why, but he just like he just kind of cuts in. So, so what's your guys' names? It's like okay, like interesting approach, but, right? Like it's it's unique. perhaps not the most subtle of. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> how's it going?s uh, Like I probably would have chosen to comment on something in the
2: uh, vending, machine vending machine as
0: well. As well. Right. Yeah, but so he asks us what our names are. And we're like, well, Brett and Sam. Like uh, he says he's just like he just started moving in, or he's just moved in, and. We get in the elevator, and it's it's just us as we sail past the lobby, which is one of the most magical occurrences that you can expect. And we're talking about, like, where we're from. Like, he, he seems to be around our age. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. And he goes, okay, I'm, I'm moving in from Tucson. And Sam goes, I'm from, I'm from Illinois, uh, a town called Evanston. And he goes, no way. Like, I went to Northwestern. Like, that's sick. So we're we're talking about the Midwest for a second. And then he says, like, like, are you guys busy tonight? Like, do you mind if I stop down?
2: Well, and okay. Like, that's And he was like, Oh uh,
0: like fuck it. I don't care. Sure. Come on down.
2: I wouldn't
0: I don't think I would have <laughs> invited on that kind of <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So it's like it was like, Yeah, man. But so we live in this apartment. Come on down whenever you're whenever you're ready. So it's friday night like we're having steak for dinner and we're just like okay like what is this situation like it's kind of like pre-date jitters you know like <laughs> oh, yeah. you're a little bit nervous right, about right. how this
1: is gonna go yeah, like, but you're not sure why you're yeah. really nervous in this scenario
2: just,
0: yeah and it's just like okay like i haven't I, I guess i haven't made a friend in like a fucking year and a half shut yep. up pandemic but so we're it's it's weird beforehand because we're just like making our steak doing our thing like wondering like is this or when is this mysterious entity gonna knock on our door and maybe rape and kill us
1: (laughs) but hopefully not but maybe hopefully not but maybe you made it through
0: exactly so I and unraped, thank god Uh, but (laughs) so he, he knocks on the door and it's like okay sure he of course is bringing the customary gift of 10 Bud Lights in a box that's already open.
1: Oh, Now that's classy.
0: Exactly. And and he was like, yeah, I brought you guys a beer. Like, feel free, obviously. And I was like, good, but thanks. Uh, I'm a bit of a beer snob to the to the listeners of the world. I don't feel like a douchebag about it, but I, I do prefer Bud Beer that's not Bud Light.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: PBR you got or something die I can. In the,
0: tra- in the cheap beer game.
1: Right, that you prefer. You might as well yes. drink what you like.
0: Exactly. And I was like, it's like it's a it's a general nice nice touch. You know, it's a good offering. Respect. It's a little
1: I don't know, like ten Bud lights seems like kind of a weird
0: Well it was just like I think he had like this
1: Yeah, just bring them all slightly
0: opened box, yeah, like right. twelve pack of bottles. Like yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: A nice little like peace offering, whatever. Uh and he comes in and we're we talk it's probably like I don't know, eight thirty when he comes in. And we're talking, getting the, getting the feel. He's like an Evanston frat guy, like generally, generally nice, like uh pretty, pretty decent dude. Like, like definitely someone like that you can just chat and talk with. He's crushing, he's crushing his Bud Lights. Like it's, as the night goes on, he's had eight of the Bud Lights. I think there are actually nine because I did, I did drink one. Uh, oh man yeah it's it, that's how that's how generous i was feeling towards his people. yeah offering, this is where this i is heating was up. that yeah that i lowered myself down to uh to to a bud light to make him uh feel good about bringing it uh so don't add, don't let anybody ever tell you i'm not a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> i but, will take your free gifts <laughs> yes no matter how shitty they may be uh and then i make palomas and uh which is a great cocktail if you're not drinking Palomas yet, Sean. You need to be.
1: Uh, all right, that's on my cool person list. Of yes, things to do. facts
0: on your cool person of things to drink. Yeah, and and then like the night just turned into all of a sudden it's one a.m. Like he's still here, like has not left, which is a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like Sonny and Key and Peele have been on in the background we're chatting, like, it's all generally going well, but also it's just like, I don't know, I didn't need you in my apartment for probably five hours, but like, also I'm not going to kick you out because I want to be friendly to you. Turns out he's been in Denver alone for four weeks. So
1: like, Oh boy.
0: So you give a little bit of benefit of the doubt. on like the dude. Yeah. Like you must be really lonely. Yep. Like, and that sucks. And I get that. And like, I don't know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the person who like yucks your yum the first time we hang out. Because I can't even imagine what kind of rabid animal I would act like if I didn't have
2: a single person face-to-face interaction. social
0: interaction like that in four weeks, like outside of work, you know.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: so we hang out with him, and then end up going to his place because he he had something he wanted to show us or something. I don't even remember how we ended up up there. Oh, because because his because we were like, well, we've never been in another apartment. He's on he's on the other side of the building, so he kind of looks okay. into a, He looks into a skyscraper, which is kind of tough, but. Uh, he's got like classic bachelor pad vibes, like dark with like uh cold lighting. Like I, I I hate the blue light that comes out of like bright like bright white light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. I need the I need the more warm lighting. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's got a trumpet lamp on his on one of his like on his like TV stand. So it's like okay, so you've got like big ass TV like fancy looking couch with like Alexa activated lights and then this trumpet lamp. So that's kind of weird. So I asked him about the trumpet lamp. I was like, did you play trumpet? He goes, yeah, like a lot. And I was like, yeah, I was like a first trumpet in my band. He was like, what band? I was like, well, like my high school band, dude, like I haven't played in forever. This guy fucking plays trumpet in a symphony. Wow. So he, he has, uh, two B flat trumpets, a flugelhorn, horn and a, and a uh, soprano trumpet, or a piccolo trumpet. Sorry, a piccolo trumpet in his apartment. So he's like, "Dude, you gotta play! You gotta play! You gotta play!" It's like, <laughs> like, "Whoa!" First and foremost, no. Like, well, one, like, I'm so out of practice. Like, I'm like mildly ashamed of my lack of current trumpet playing abilities. For like, sure. Can I? Can I make noises? Can I play notes? Sure. Can I rip off anything? No.
1: <laughs>
2: did I used to be
0: did I used to be a decent trump player? Yeah, but yeah. not anymore.
1: Right. Uh, and now you just kind of feel bad about it. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. Feel terrible about it, because this dude's Mr. Fucking Symphony. Right. <laughs>
1: and he's, he's like actually asking you to play with him.
0: Yes. And that's not and that's not even taken into consideration. It's
2: it's like 1
0: 30 to yeah. 2 in the morning in this dude's like high-rise apartment, and we're trying to play fucking trumpets. What are we doing? But yeah. I don't know if it was in my apartment building, it wouldn't, have if it was in my apartment, it would have flown, but like, don't ah, fuck it. Like I'm in your place. Uh, it's not going to reflect poorly on me. I don't care. So we rip into a little bit of trumpet playing. Um, which was kind of, it was kind of fun. It was kind of yeah, like, come back. Was I, was bit? I, no, no, no. <laughs> like, can I still play a flugelhorn B flat trumpet and piccolo? Yes. But was it good? No. Uh, but it was, it was kind of fun and it was, it was definitely an interesting aspect of this guy's personality. And then he like says he's a hugger and like, so like we're all saying goodbye. And he's like, Hey, like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? I was like,
2: Whoa.
0: Oh, Jesus. Fortunately, we were hanging out with our our brewing friend, uh, our brewing friend. And so, so we, we were like, I don't know, man, like, like we're hanging out with this girl. Like, I don't know what we'll get into. so. We ended up like in the morning, he texted me, because he's got my number, Sam's got his number, but I didn't have his number and he doesn't have Sam's number. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> it was convenient. a great, it was a great exchange of numbers. Well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so he texts us and he's like, yo, I'm like super he said he was gonna be down between ten and noon. What? Yeah. And I was like, I hope I really, really, really hope this doesn't happen. Like, one, like, I'm good after spending like six hours together. Yeah. I need a
1: break in this relationship.
0: Like we're supposed to hang out with our other friend. Like she, she's had COVID, but she's also a lot more COVID conscious. Like is a little more stressed about like seeing other people, like wears her mask on the street sometimes. So like, I don't want to, I don't want to put her in a situation where she's uncomfortable. Uh, So fortunately got the text that like he's hung over and like, like isn't going to be down. Um, until later. And I was like, yeah, well, like, we're actually going out with our friends. Uh, Looks like we're going to walk the city. So don't know. Don't know, like, when we'll we be back, like, how long is this is going to last. So we ended up taking, like, a seven mile walk around the city, tour to Denver.
3: And, Beautiful.
0: yep, it was. And then got back, like, uh, our friend left because she, she had to pick up, like, ski rentals because she was going to A Basin today. And, so Sam and I were like, well, fuck, like, I don't know. We don't have anything else to do. Like, we usually brew on weekends. So We went to the brew store. Shout out our little brew store. Uh, Altitude Brewing Supply. I have zero pull in any way, shape, or form, but you guys are great. Uh, free ads all the time <laughs> because the dude, the dude who's usually at the front desk, Kurt, he knows us. Like, he always asks us what we're doing, what we're brewing, and we talk about what we're brewing. And who I assume was the owner last night, like, Sam and I were just getting grain in the back. And cause like you gotta, you, you scoop out your grain, weigh it and then mill it okay. uh, so you can use it just when you get home. Yeah, sure. And the owner just comes back and he's like, Hey guys, like, like, do you guys want a beer? And we were like, uh, like, is this like, yeah. Cause I wasn't sure if it was free. Like it was weird. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was That's, like, Oh, we okay. were not
1: ready for that question. No, I sure. wasn't ready
0: for that question at all. Especially from a guy that like we've never interacted with there. Uh, so we're like, Sure. And he's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, like, I, I just, cause I did my classic, like, well, what do you, well, like, what would you, what would you want? And he goes, well, like, yeah, like a lager for when you're filling out your grain bill. Like, that's what you need when you're designing a recipe. And I was like, perfect. That sounds great. So he just comes back and brings us two pints <laughs> as we're just working in the back. It was delightful. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the only place in Denver that we're regulars at is this little brew store <laughs> uh-huh. that uh, is also like a baby brewery all on its own. But so that was that was a fantastic little interaction last night. And so I texted him because I was like, you know, like, hey, man, like, we're just about to start brewing. Like, it's kind of a long process. Like, it's going to take at least two hours. Like, you can come hang if you want. Like, I don't want to just, like, ignore you and not text you back today. So he comes down probably, I don't know, maybe like seven-ish, maybe seven, eight. I don't really remember. Is again here until after midnight
1: no way yeah you have, you have a new really good friend
0: and it was best buds like how do i sam's like standing up like talking about like how she's tired and like wants to get to bed and i'm like somebody's got to be doing the brewing so i'm doing all the brewing but it's not a fucking quick process in hindsight i probably should have just said yeah we're done for the night right and like, am gonna turn in but also i don't know you know, cause it, it, it was hard to be like, yo man, you gotta leave when we're obviously having hours of work ahead of us, you know?
1: Uh huh. Yeah. You're kind of in a tough spot there.
0: Exactly. So
1: he's, he's the year till
0: after midnight and again, like nice guy, like generally pleasant interactions. Like Sam talked to him pretty much the whole evening. like, I was, I was chiming in here and there. We talked about room, we talked about all kinds of stuff, but man, and it's Sam with her heart of gold, bless her. Uh, <laughs> she's she was really being a, a star last night like interacting and just being and convincing me that like this dude's super lonely like it's uh-huh. okay to be hanging out with someone two days in a row you know and she's right she's right but it was a little bit harder for me to get behind the notion of like <laughs> needing to hang out with people two days in a row
2: but uh-huh. i also I haven't had see that.
0: a, a four-week yeah. sabbatical <laughs> But so this, yeah, he came over and we hung out again for a fucking midnight hangout sesh and then eventually uh, got going once our beer was cool. Thank God. But yeah, so new friend, new friend in my life that met in the weirdest of circumstances and is very comfortable, uh, perhaps overstaying his welcome. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I would have never, like, I can't even imagine. I would have never imagined that someone would actually do that. Like, I would never have imagined Right. Just inviting yourself over, staying for seven, eight hours, and then doing it again oh, the next night. What a night. crazy move. What a crazy move. To me, what a crazy move. But yeah, bless Sam's heart for being open to that and entertaining uh, being a him.
0: generally better person than me. And yes, and saying, like, hey man, like, they're like, hey man to me. Like, this is clearly a situation which would suck. And like, you probably would be at your social norms best either if it had been
1: a month sure probably not you know yep, that's a good perspective I,
0: I do like to think i would i would be better but <laughs> but perhaps not but yeah so i she was definitely the star uh, leading that one and she was right and it was um it, uh, definitely nice to meet another person but again insane interaction that lasted for so long
1: I would have been exhausted. I can't imagine. I that. was exhausted. Yeah.
0: We both looked at each other at the end of last night, being like, "Like, what are we getting into here?" Because this, this man, this stranger, the bona fide stranger,
1: complete stranger, which complete now stranger, you know like so much about him.
0: Yeah, complete stranger. Like, like, like you cannot be more of a stranger in our world. And he just spent like uh, probably a total of north of ten hours in our apartment the last two days. For sure, north of ten hours.
1: Yeah. Well, like, that's that's quite the story. Good for him for going and getting what he needed. I guess.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Do I do I have to feel like like a cheap whore for that or like like <laughs> like I just said yes, but <laughs> I don't know. It was, and I don't know. I'm trying to look at it. as like I'm like you know, would it be nice to have another friend? Sure, definitely, definitely, uh, to a city that I'm generally new to too. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a guy I could hang out with? Sure. Is he a personality that's probably gonna, like going to be my best friend forever? Probably not.
1: Probably not. And right, probably not the kind of person you need like every night.
0: For no, I don't. There are so few people in my life that I need every night. It's unbelievable.
1: But <laughs> it might be no one. It's 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 very
0: yes yes. I mean, because I love Sam, I will say that she's a person that's a okay to have around every night. But <laughs> with her being the exception. Uh, There's maybe a list of, it's a, it's a list of seven or less people in this world that I could spend every day talking to in some personal capacity. Yeah. But yeah. And that's like including my parents and sister.
2: Right. For sure.
0: But yeah. So, so an interesting conversation with, I don't know, we'll call him Carl, uh, interesting conversations with Carl, just interesting interactions.
1: Uh huh. The uh, part about just suddenly breaking out the trumpets as you kind of reveal, like, oh, you know, I played trumpet in an orchestra.
0: Yeah, I, I casually own four trumpet-like instruments or variations of trumpets and played in an orchestra in Tucson. Like, oh, okay. For sure, dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly that one at all. Yeah,
0: no. Plot twist like you wouldn't believe. And then, like, like... He must he he to his credit, like he plays a hell of a not drunk poker face. because uh, <laughs> he didn't seem that drunk and like we're ripping trumpets in his apartment. Yeah. Like, buddy. Sir, it's it's one thirty in the morning and you live in a community. Like this is not acceptable oh, behavior.
1: Yeah. No, definitely <laughs> not. <clears throat> well, Brad, you're an enabler, you know that, right?
0: Oh, I've been uh through and through, uh and I will be, likely, till the day I die. But it was it was an interesting thing. And I should have just said no at some point along the way. I definitely should have done all of those things. But hmm. it's really hard when you're, like... Not that this guy doesn't have any agency. But, like, it's kind of like, it's like kicking a puppy. Saying no to a person who hasn't had social interaction in four
1: weeks. Yeah, like, it feels pretty bad.
0: Yeah, it's just like this doe-eyed little fawn that you're like okay i'll shepherd you for now
1: <laughs> but also but, everyone needs to stay in by themselves in their small one-bedroom apartments for months on end
0: amen and that's a healthy way to expect people to enter to live
1: yeah it'll turn out
0: <laughs> it'll be totally fine there will be definitely no issues uh, with mental health honestly being perhaps the 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 smallest issue that comes from that because i don't know people will probably it's amazing that more people haven't just snapped I guess you'd have to have people to murder, but, like, it's amazing that there haven't been just, like, insane things going on, even more so.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe they're getting there. Maybe that's the true use of social media. It's just an outlet for your social (laughs) rage.
0: (laughs) Yes. And uh, And then, yes, you get to justify you being a complete piece of shit by the other people telling you that you're in the right and morally you stand on the high ground. So anything that you do is justified
1: it's it's basically foolproof
0: yeah yep yes and it's uh it's perfect it's a healthy way for people to interact so shout out to uh zuck and jack dorsey good job guys
1: yeah keep bringing us the future we love it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and we need more of it now that's constantly accessible please
1: (laughs) so that's where clubhouse comes in
0: exactly that is where clubhouse comes in and i've i've really yet to do much on it but I was going to watch one last night, except fucking uh, Carl comes over. Right. And,
1: <laughs> anyway, and all your plans changed.
0: Yes. And then all yeah, it's, it's literally, I feel like, yeah. And then the Fire Nation attacked. Like, I feel like I'm an avatar.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, everything's going fine. And then the Fire Nation attacks. And all of a sudden, I'm confused about how to handle situations. But yeah, so yeah that, was, that was the uh, bit of like hectic craziness in my world.
1: That's a great, that's a good story. You always <laughs> seem to come across some just elaborate nonsense that I almost don't believe I don't, could even exist in this world.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just, like, something in my personality. or like I'm, like, a magnet of strange.
1: Yeah, because you do welcome. Like, you're above average on welcoming and also <laughs> not very... When it comes to, like, a very interpersonal interaction like you're not very judgmental of a little bit of crazy
0: well yeah i mean like if you're gonna be a little crazy like me you kind of learn to just accept that people are kind of crazy too Uh but yeah i don't know i guess i am just i feel like a fucking hippie describing myself like just whatever man like just bring it on like we'll just handle this interaction (laughs) but i guess kind of
1: yeah but you're actually like sort of freaking out the whole time
0: For sure, no, I was, yeah, I mean, I was, my cousins in our little group chat were not convinced that I was living through the night, but.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, what was the betting pool there.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, odds were, odds were raped and murdered by about 9 a.m. when he was coming over at 8.30, so.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it was, it was interesting, and it all, like I said, it all generally worked well, and he is a nice guy for, like, yeah, but just wild wild start and very interesting conversations uh a frustratingly self-assured uh person like is very convinced that uh he's generally <laughs> right or like has something uh of value to say on all topics
1: I which i know nothing about that yeah, amen amen i don't That's either but very foreign
0: <laughs> but for the most part i like to think uh that I keep my notions of always being right private for the most part, uh-huh. unless you're in my uh, general inner circle, which I don't know. Welcome to the trust tree, everybody, you know, cause yeah, I'm a, I'm a sociopath who generally assumes that they're right about all things and it needs to be shown that they're not right. Although I am open to being shown that I'm not right.
1: See, I think the only weird part about that is being open to being shown that you're not right. I think the other parts are, Absolutely standard. normal standard behavior.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely, it's a weird, like, I, I mean, hubristic sufferer to the max for sure. To generally always believe that you can do something better.
3: But
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure a, a sufferer of hubris. But I do um, like to engage and not really show that side, which I, to toot my own horn, uh, think I do do fairly well. Unless, unless you've known me for a long time, because then I could just be a little more blatant. And,
2: yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> and then it all comes out when we talk. Yeah, exactly, you
0: know. exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was just electric hearing him talking, like, like telling Sam about like food science things. Like, wow. it, well, she's he's like, well, did you know this and this? And she's like, I, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was like it was like well, I mean. Gin's just vodka that's, like, steeped in, like, herbs. Like, like a lot of people don't know that. It's like, mm, sir, it's, like, not insanely uncommon knowledge. And you're talking to two people that drink a lot. And you're talking to a, a girl who got a degree in the science of food whose favorite drink is gin.
2: <laughs>
0: all of the things, all of those things in that, all of those things that I just stated are... Within your circle of knowledge about the other two people in the room,
1: that's <laughs> that's that's amazing. It was
0: it was insane. I was texting Sam about it because I was like, like this is crazy. Like it's so ignorant. I almost like like it more. Like <laughs> it's so ignorant. I almost appreciate it.
1: Right, <laughs> just the brutal confidence and just disregard for even considering whether or not the other people around you could know something.
0: Yeah, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And like, I don't, I'm clearly not a person who's like afraid of conflict with others. Like especially, afraid. especially verbally.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, physical conflict, not my thing. But uh, I will fight you with my words. But uh, so we're, it's just interesting, like in this first interaction, and usually in a lot of my first interactions with most people, like I'm not, I don't try to be very confrontational. like. I'll let a lot of things slide that I normally wouldn't like, like, course, if, like yeah. Sean, you, Sean, you have gotten so little benefit of the doubt on the things you said over the years for me. Like, <laughs> like you are like a prime example of a person who does not get any amount of slack. Uh, like, like, I don't know. Cause if I think you're it's saying something stupid, I'm going to tell you, are saying yeah, stupid. That's, yeah. Cause like, that's it's just, super it's just you and I for... feel comfortable with each other. Yeah. Yeah. But like last, two nights ago, we're talking about beers and, like his favorite beers are like half of Isens, like like uh, light lagers, like pilsners, uh-huh. things like that, and basic and like cream ales, like basically all the things I hate. All the things you hate, yeah, exactly. exactly. All the things that just don't taste very good, yeah. Uh, and I was like, he's like, like how do you not like half of Isens? Like they're so like light and nice. And I was like, well, I don't really like the taste of like bananas in beer. Like I don't like that like artificial banana taste. He's like, like dude, they don't taste like bananas at all. He's like, well, friend. I'm gonna let this slide. I did let it slide, and I'm going to let it slide. But you have to understand that I have, like, I have six credits in brewing beer and fermentation. Not that that's <laughs> even close to however many credits Sam has in the nation in that area, and not that I'm an expert by any means. But sir, the esters produced when making a half of are literally the same esters used for artificial banana flavoring.
1: I'm very happy that you didn't break that much science out on the poor man.
0: (laughs) So, like, that's all well and good. That you don't think it tastes like bananas. But you're literally wrong. (laughs) Like, and not even that artificial banana tastes like bananas. But that is what the world has agreed tastes like a banana or banana-esque enough to make it the artificial flavoring. Uh Uh-huh. So...
1: It's pretty tough to have alternate facts on that. front. That <laughs> like,
0: like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna correct you, but you are wrong. Like I don't I don't I don't even know if I can say that your palate is wrong, but your take is wrong. The idea that you think this doesn't taste like bananas or is not banana-like or artificial banana like in any way, shape, or form is wrong and dumb. But <laughs> you know, you know, he's I'll just let a you confrarian. I'll let you tell me, dude, it doesn't taste like bananas. That's uh-huh. fine it's
1: fine, That's right. fine it's just not important
0: exactly out. it's definitely not worth engaging right. at all
1: and unless it's your good friend and you just need to give him a whole pile of shit over it you just yeah go slide
0: exactly like yep you know, a new guy in a situation where like i don't know people when you're in an uncomfortable social situation that you haven't been in, in a while like yeah personality traits that might not be the most desirable that you might check in a better way or like or like uh a tick that you fall back on that like a crutch that you're comfortable with might come out. So I'm going to, I'm just going to like chalk it up to that and move on. But there were several times where I was like, sir,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't need, uh, to tell my girlfriend about Quinone's effect. So it's like, it's, that's what tonic is. Uh, Quinone a thing in tonic. Okay. Uh, it's a chemical compound in tonic, like for your gin and tonics. Uh, you don't need to tell my girlfriend about how that, um, is used to treat malaria. <laughs> like like i promise you sir she has many more uh interesting food science facts than you but it is cute that you do have some as well
1: but it's yeah i don't
0: know like nurturing nurturing a new relationship is kind of like talking to a kid to a certain extent you know
1: yeah it's weird to kind of try to feel it out and figure out who this new person is how they think and whether or not you generally approach things in a similar manner
0: yeah And then it's also like, I don't know, given the benefit of the doubt, like maybe that's not his general personality. And maybe that's just like, like I said, his like nervous crutches or like, you know, like maybe that's how he finds a way to feel the most comfortable.
1: Sure. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, that's just how he's used to interacting. Maybe that's how everyone he knows talks.
0: Yeah, for sure. And frat boys from Northwestern probably that is the case
1: <laughs> just love dropping little bits of information that knowledge
0: on every on every topic because uh-huh. uh, northwestern's a brilliant school and frat boys have confidence that uh you can't buy or i guess maybe can you buy i don't know there's probably something you said about the uh, na- uh nature and nurture aspect there
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the background that you come from but yeah, so it was it was a gen like I said, generally positive, a personality that wasn't like blatantly offensive to mine or like incongruent with mine. Uh, even though there were several times where I was just like, mm. probably would have like gone about it like that or might have said something a little differently. That's just that's just everyday interactions too, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So yeah, wild wild Friday and Saturday night. We'll see how this goes in the future.
1: Yeah, just have to wait and see how that friendship plays out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who knows?
1: Whether or not it's on your terms or if it's just on whenever he feels like showing up.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't, I, it's, I don't know. It was, It's so interesting because like, like even to the point last night, like like I was parked on the street, so I had to go put money in my car. So I texted Sam. I was like, hey, like, do you want to go put money in my car? Like, I don't want to leave you up here like with a stranger.
1: Yep. Yeah. If yeah.
0: you're not comfortable with it. You know, like, not that I think anything's going to happen, but also like maybe...
1: It's very reasonable. Give her the option is that's a very yes. good thing to do. Yeah. Smart.
0: Yeah. So I was just, cause I, like, I had to put money in at eight and I was like, it's seven fifty. I don't like, this is going to have to be a decision that's made somewhat soon. Like try and get away to try and point out to her that I'm texting her. And fortunately she got the message and decided to go put money in my car, which not only one saves me money two, <laughs> maybe keeps her safe in a situation or from a situation where she's not uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because those two dollars really make a break for me, but
1: yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how much you're betting on saving money on this move. <laughs>
0: hey, man, small businesses are struggling right now. You have no idea what my salary looks like. I don't. But yeah, so it all it all works out, and it all worked out generally positive. And like I said, like I'm sure I'll hang out with them again. But looking forward to uh, the future interactions relative to the first interactions.
1: Well, maybe you can get him to actually talk about his areas of expertise, like trumpet playing instead of everyone yeah. else's.
0: And, like, so evidently he's very into, like, trumpets and astrophysics. And uh, I don't know. I know. he. So he works for a defense contractor.
1: He's oh, okay. uh,
0: another another classic protecting the warfighter kind of guy.
1: Beautiful.
0: Yep. Uh, so I don't I don't know exactly the details of his projects, but it sounds like he does like, I, well, I, mean, I don't even know like how one talks about these things or like if I should be talking about them. Uh, so I might just talk to you about it off air. But so he works for a defense contractor and is, I don't know, he seems like he's, he's definitely a sharp kid. You know, like he's definitely very smart, uh-huh. but uh, perhaps he's another engineer that lacks a little bit of a societal
1: normalcy. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I know, a lot of things about the sharp kids not really hitting it off with the social cues all the time.
0: For sure, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be a I'm sure an ongoing saga uh, around this podcast, which we do plan on uh, doing every Sunday. Who knows when we'll get this thing together? I should probably uh pull a little bit of weight and talk to you about editing off later, but. The ongoing saga will continue and we're going to try and be uh, consistent about making this every, at least once a week to start. So we'll see how this thing goes.
2: Yeah.
1: We might've got a little, a little
0: long winded and rambly there, but I think, uh, it's at least mildly interesting. I'm honestly kind of looking forward to listening to it back.
1: I'll send it to you once it's in something that looks reasonable. A a
0: somewhat file format, (laughs) (laughs) but all right, buddy. Yeah. A great conversation and, uh. The inaugural episode of hemming and hawing, if you will, for now. Yeah.
1: Looking forward to this thing being a great way to just check in every week and talk some mad shit.
0: Talk some mad shit is, uh, yes. Yeah. Will we ever have any useful insights? Likely not. Will we say things that will bite us in the ass down the line? I can almost guarantee I will. But, (laughs) you know, it'll be fun doing it. And, yeah, it's a great way to catch up with your best friend every week. Yeah. All right, brother. Enjoy that beautiful Florida weather while I try and stay warm. Uh, I might have to ship you some of the juicy IPAs we got brewing right now.
1: Okay. I'll I'll check my mailbox.
2: (laughs) Sounds good, brother. You have a great day. All
1: right. You too. Love you, bro. (laughs)
2: Love you too, man. Bye. All right. Bye.